Yo, what's up, guys and gals? Uh, so we're here at Skydive Spaceland doing a little impromptu set. Yeah, DQ keeps staring at me like that. Uh, we have taken the studio out of my office, and we have put it up in the classroom at Skydive Spaceland. We have a lot of guests in from out of town right now, and it was just a really good opportunity to bring in some of our friends to do a show. Unfortunately, they're not skydiving, and we've got weather holds. So today's Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you in part by Skydive Spaceland. Huge shout-out to the Boyd family. Number one, worked with them for years, but also they're letting us use their space, their offices, their equipment, everything to get this done. So they're just a huge help. Skydive Spaceland currently has five locations around the U.S., Florida, Atlanta, Dallas, San Marcos, Texas, and Houston, Texas, which we like to affectionately call the mothership. Skydive Spaceland is a comprehensive training drop zone. I say comprehensive, whether you're a student, a team, a fun jumper, it doesn't matter. You want to train, you want to do it, you're going to receive top-level instruction in your first jump course, in your tandems. You want to learn to do things in wingsuiting, XRW, free flying, you name it, they offer it. The Boyds own the drop zone, but they're also skydivers. Steve Sr. runs up. Hey, what's up, DQ's recording this and putting this on the gram. Um, Steve Boyd Sr., he is a second generation. Junior is a third generation. We got skydivers top to bottom. Gravity Lab Radio is also brought to you by Option Studios. Option Studios is, uh, what are you doing, DQ? Oh, you're pointing at my face. Option Studios is a graphic design company. They do all the graphic design for the Rating Center and for Gravity Lab Radio. Anything you see us have, anything you see done, is more than likely done by Adam Buckner, the principal designer of Option Studios. They also make and produce the Pro Jersey model. You see these all over the place. Lots of Jersey manufacturers popping up here and there, but more and more people are taking their business to Option Studios. Number one, they got the freshest, dopest graphic design, and let's be real, it can fit comfortable, it can be comfortable, but if it looks like poo, you're probably not going to get it. So you're going to get that good-looking, great design from Adam but also the fit. Adam has been very particular. I've got to test a lot of his new jerseys, a lot of the fit, and he's been very picky and been very involved with the design of how it fits and what goes on. Part of the design of that pro jersey is articulated shoulders. If you put a t-shirt on and you raise your hands, your shirt's gonna go up and show that belly button, and let's be real, nobody wants to see DQ's belly button. But instead, if you raise your hands with these articulated shoulders, your shirt's gonna stay right where it is. When you're free flying, when you're skydiving, and you're reaching up, grabbing things, your jersey stays right where it belong. belongs. Super comfortable, super good looking. You want the best? Check out optionstudios.com. We're keeping these ads short. This first set that we uh, squeezed out today, we've got some really cool guys joined us. They're tunnel flyers, they're skydivers. Um, Cody, I'm going to forget his Hillier, uh, Hillary, I think is his last name. I say that right. And then, um, man, I cannot remember Jesse's last name again. Uh, Jesse, uh, anyways, check out the show notes. You know, they're on there guys and gals. Enjoy the show. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting. All of a sudden. <laughs> I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? And we're live. Gentlemen, (laughs) we've got sin in front of us. I'm going to screw up your name. Five seconds ago, I asked Cody Hillier. That's correct. And Jesse... 
I want to say Brownlow, man. I've never what? met Jesse what? Brownlow. Jesse Jaber, obviously. Jesse Jaber, man. Yeah. Sorry, In the house. Guys. In the house. So, guys and gals, today we have a good buddy, buddy of ours, Cody Edgeworth's birthday celebration for like, what, a week? Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, supposed to be a week long, yeah. Five days of jumping. <laughs> so, how, how many days have you guys got to jump so far? Uh, we've done about a fourth of a day. <laughs> we did three that. jumps. <laughs> three jumps yeah, yesterday. Three jumps total. When did you guys get in town? Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. So how would you describe the weather here in Southeast Texas in April? Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. It's great, right? <laughs> it's yeah. ass. Man, I, I think I told the same thing to you guys. Uh, that Gosh, this year, I feel like I've had to justify so many times of, hey, I don't know what's up this year. The weather's not usually like this. The weather's not usually like this. And I've said that at least a thousand times. It's like, man, it's just not been uh, not been a great year down, yeah. down south. Or is it? always like this and you just don't want to say it <laughs> i'd really like to think that that's not it so my first year here was 2012 i showed up in april april 2nd of 2012 was my first day working here and uh from that day until when i left uh, utah is where i'm from so i spent 10 uh nine or ten months here and went back um towards the end of december and i think there there might have been one day where we didn't jump at all but other than that, That's like it was good. like we'd have thunderstorms roll through, you know, stuff would build up here on the on the Gulf and then it would move through and rain like it's the end of the world. Yeah. And then 30 minutes later, we'd be skydiving like the the winds that we've had this week, the the low clouds that just won't seem to leave us alone. Right. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. You know, we really wanted to celebrate Cody's birthday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> got that weather. At least yes, you got the yeah. excuse to not wake up early, get drunk, get fishnooked. Nick, I got you a better chair here. <laughs> I, I've said the same thing. I think the weather's worse this year, but I recently looked up the precipitation. Like, and clouds are obviously the problem today, but we are right on point for rainfall this year where we're supposed to be. So oh, it's really? obviously not a rain issue, but the yeah, cloud and winds. It hasn't, well, I don't know. February was pretty rainy. Yeah. That it stayed, uh, it stayed kind of muddy out there for a while. I mean, but we're from California as well, and it's been just as shitty there as it is here. Yeah, like it's been actually had, a lot of rain, though. Yeah, lots of rain. We're out of the drought for like the first time in like tw- 10, 15 years, something like that. So it's it's been just as bad. We've been doing very little jumping as well. And now we're getting into May gray, June glooms coming up. Man. So Santa Ana's follow right times, after. You know it. <laughs> yeah. But you're saying it's on par, the the precipitation here. The precipitation is I checked it like maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. And the precipitation's on point. But the clouds, that, that's really our big de- demon right now. Yeah, I guess it's not too wet. It's just cloudy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you boys come from Southern California to be here. Where are you guys coming from? Uh, I'm in San Diego right now. I live in Ocean Beach. Mm, OB baby. Yeah, it's the best. I'm loving it. I just moved there like a month and a half ago, and I, it's awesome. Yeah, I just flew in from San Diego, but I was in Lake Elsinore for a little while, and I liked it. I was in Madrid probably a couple weeks ago. So you're all over. International Playboy. Yeah. You're a San Diego born and raised, aren't you? No, I'm a military brat. Lived all over, but uh, settled down in San Diego and spent okay. a majority of my adult life there. Now I have to say Houston because, shit, I've been here 15 years, 14 years now. It's It's been here quite oh, a while. Wow. So yeah, you can call yourself a Texan now. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. I'm a Texan. <laughs> I'm still a San Diego Chargers fan. Fuck the other name that they gave that That's team. Right. They're still the San Diego Chargers to mm-hmm. me. Uh, actually, uh, when I left San Diego, I lived in UTC area. So yeah. East La Jolla, UTC. Yep. Absolutely l- miss it out there, man. Yeah. Elsinore was my old home drop zone. Yeah. Uh, l- miss a place. Lake Smelsimore. Yeah. If you're from there, you know yeah, that. Yeah. That's where I, I grew up. I jump there yeah. quite a bit, too. <laughs> yeah. So where do you boys normally jump at? I jump in Paris usually, actually. So I 
drive past Elsinore to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I sp- I've done most of my jumps, I think, in Paris. So why Paris? Paris was really cool. Well, I got a job at the wind tunnel there Okay. originally. So I was working at the wind tunnel there, and then they kind of just allowed me to start load organizing there with pretty low jump numbers, and I just built them up, built them up load organizing, trying to do it daily, you know, just really there as much as possible. And so many jumpers want to get into that, that line of work. Like, I want to be a load organizer. Everybody, or not every, tons of people say that. Oh, yeah. What got yeah. you there? You just said hustle? Yeah, I mean, I had the... I had a little bit of flying skills in the t- in the tunnel and they saw that I was really willing to try to go hard with the skydiving so I think I had to do 300 jumps and then they allowed me to do like you know lower skilled organizing and then quickly I, I got the experience to do angles and all the other stuff how long had you been working in the tunnel at that point um probably close to three years okay yeah. and then how long ago was was this this was probably three years ago. Okay. Four years I, ago. I feel like uh, the progression to be like a skilled tunnel flyer yeah. has changed a lot just with dynamic flying becoming such a, a bigger thing and those dive pools and freestyle flying becoming a bigger thing. And it's like what it means to be good in the tunnel yeah. changed a lot where it was yeah, like, yeah. I in, totally in, agree. In like yeah. a year, year and a half, like let's just say five or six years ago, year, year and a half working on the tunnel, you could be what people were calling good yeah. then you, could, you yeah. could yeah you could fly on your head and take some grips right yeah and then dynamic flying and freestyle becomes such a big thing and it's like it seems like that three-year mark is really what if, if you're going to work as a tunnel instructor that it's uh yeah there's that's a lot really of when you see people yeah. turning it on seems like there's a lot of progression at the beginning and then now people have so many so much time that they're just fine-tuning everything so much so it's sometimes hard to tell like who's better you know and then yeah. obviously they between the two people, they'll know. Usually, <laughs> no, this guy's better. <laughs> I mean, with the tunnel too, it just has completely progressed our our sport in skydiving as well. Like you see all these people jumping in, getting in the wind tunnel, and oh my god, where people were three years ago to what we're doing now is like crazy. Super cool to yeah. see as well. How, how long have you worked as an instructor? Um, I've I've been with iFly for about four and a half years. Okay. Have you worked in California that whole time? No, I started in Chicago. Okay. So um, I was living in Minneapolis. I got my license in Wisconsin at Skydive with Soda. Represent. <laughs> uh, $860 for an A license. It's a club. Whoa. I did static line, so civilian static line. And then uh, I was living with my buddy Cam Haley out there, and uh, he was pretty much like, well, you got your license, so if you want to be good at skydiving, go try to find a tunnel job. So I applied to like every tunnel around the U.S. and got a gig in Chicago and then uh, transferred to San Diego when I heard they were building that one. So I've been in San Diego about three years now. Are they both uh, 14 footers? Yeah, they were 14 footers. So Chicago was I was in, at Rosemont. So that was the, the three story design. And then mm-hmm. the one in San Diego is the one story design. Okay. Yeah, we have one of each of those here yeah. in Houston. Yeah. I flew the tunnel that I'm at now. I flew the first uh, model like that here in Woodlands uh-huh. probably about three, four years ago. Actually, the competition where I met you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the first time I flew a tunnel like that. How uh, I've heard the, the wind in the Woodlands be described pretty differently by really experienced flyers. Yeah. What was it like for you? Um, so the first time I got in that wind tunnel, there was so much water. 
that when I was diving from the top, my visor would completely water over. And then when I'd look to the side, it'd blow off and I could actually see where I was going from that point. So it was a very interesting experience for sure. But yeah, it's totally different, right? You got the, it doesn't diffuse. It's pretty much just speeds up at the ring at the bottom by the net. And then 40 feet later, it'll start to diffuse. So actually, I like that tunnel. It makes me feel like I'm skydiving a little bit more. You got more consistent, consistent air yeah. all over the place. But um it makes it really hard for like dynamic competition because you're constantly fighting to dive through to get under the rings. Mm -hmm. So I, I like the other design for competition. Is is San Diego the same way where the the you know, kind of fastest part of the tunnel is up from the net? Uh, yeah, so it's just like woodland. So it's like it's mushy down by the net mm -hmm. and then like two feet. We just put a new inland contractor in like two years ago, which uh, sped it up uh, closer to the net. So... Um, yeah, it's like mushy, two feet, and then it's just consistent from that point up. And for, for anyone uh, listening who doesn't know what the inlet contractor is, it's that all that white stuff yes. at the bottom, the, the exactly. white the shapes that squeezes the wind yeah. to that fast point? Right, so the new one pretty much just cut off, right? It, like, it made it a shorter distance for the air to, to speed up ne next to each other, or at least in my mind, that's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like squeezing a hose in a different spot to <laughs> yeah. make it speed up right. as, it, as it comes exactly. in, right? Yep. So you competed in freestyle in the Woodlands, right? Isn't I did, yeah. Uh, actually, I did seven events. Se okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if you were on some other teams. Yeah, it was uh, It was when I was with the Collective Pitch guys, uh -huh. uh, Tyler Romer, Brad Hunt, and then BJ McKaylee, Michael Lee. I always forget so how to say it. You guys did belly stuff and free stuff. We did stuff. FS, VFS. Um, I did solo freestyle. We did four-way, two-way dynamic. We did two-way, four-way VFS. So everything. And then the the freestyle scramble at the end was my seventh one. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was exhausting. So out I've of never been more exhausted after a competition, mentally, physically, because I don't know any of the points for FS, mm -hmm. and we're all wearing our dynamic suits, so we're going against like teams with full belly suits, like rocking twenty twenty two points around. We're getting like seven, eight points. Came in third. That's awesome. Dude. Out of three. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to last. Still, that last part doesn't yeah, matter. Still on the podium, it doesn't matter. That's right. So, it, like, how how far before the competition did you know you were going to be competing in all seven of these disciplines? Um, I think we decided to go about a week before the competition. Okay. So there wasn't so a whole we lot hadn't of time even, to, even to learn that yet. belly dive. For. So Brad and Tyler were, were working at Ontario, and me and BJ were at uh, San Diego. So we just decided group up and go, and there was more Jack Daniels drank than actual training time. <laughs> so it ended up being one of the best competitions I've been to. Super fun. So if you were like to say, say which of those disciplines are you most serious about competing in? Dynamic, for Dynamic. sure. Yeah, I had just put together a four-way team back in San Diego. So it's me, Brian Guile, Chad Ross, and Will Bonowski. I know uh, Brian and Chad a little bit. They were yeah. on... Uh, the Honey Badgers. Yeah, back in that's the day. their first team. Yeah. yeah that, also we, Zulu Foxtrot, so zero fucks. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. I never put that name together. Yeah. <laughs> Honey Badgers, that was Brian Ball as well, if I remember right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. You and know. maybe Damien Germano. I don't know if they was with them at that time. I'm not but sure. But they've been, or he was Zulu Foxtrot, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So I've heard that it's, uh, it seems like four-way dynamic is becoming less big. Which is sad. 
Yeah, because it's one. It's one of my it's favorite. So much to fun. Launch. It's so hard. There's so many people flying around. Like you really got to decide your lanes and. But but two way dynamics kind of blowing up at the same time. Yeah, right? for sure. I mean, it's like any any team. How easy is it to get two people out of tunnel rather than four all at the same time? So, the less people on the team, the easier it is to train. So, do you have anyone? Um, just your your four way dynamic team. Do you have people who haven't worked as iFly instructors? Uh, I don't think Chad or Brian have ever been iFly instructors. They've just been skydiving and in the tunnel for fifteen. Guile, um, Guile, his parents uh, skydived. So he's been on the drop zone since he was a little kid. And then um, not really sure how Chad, he told me the other day, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but he has probably 15,000, 20,000 skydives. So he's been around a long time. Nice, man. And uh, are you still competing? Are you, are you yeah, we just started training. Yeah. So um, actually, we put this team together right before nationals. We were getting ready to go uh, indoor nationals this January. And December 10th, I broke my leg in the tunnel training with my my two-way teammate, Will, who's also on the team. So um, the day before we were going to start training. Uh, so I ended up... Did wait. you just break yourself too? Yeah. 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 Broken yeah. ankle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the broken boys. Couple of cripples, yeah. <laughs> I asked Cody Edgeworth. He, he actually is the one who threw y'all's names up to us and it really started with you. Yeah. Mike, yo, give me a little background yeah. on Cody and where his skydiving background is from. So I expect, you know, like he jumps at Paris. He's in the tunnel. He's got this many jumps. Yeah. He starts with, he just broke his ankle. That's <laughs> the first thing he told me. Yeah, right? yeah, How'd yeah. you break your ankle? Yeah, I was in Dubai recently and... Uh, sliding in a downwinder and it was just totally like it was stupid i was about to start walking back to the to the packing mat almost you know like just end of my swoop and just twisted it and heard heard it crack uh, when yeah. traveling it's like my biggest fear is to get hurt on the road yeah how yeah, did that work out sure. in dubai yeah it was a little i didn't know exactly how it was gonna go but um being that i didn't have any travel insurance <laughs> they uh they actually brought me to like one of the hospitals there and they took care of me and uh, i had a friend there who who showed up who's from dubai and they actually took really good care of me they i haven't got a bill so <laughs> in that case Don't go asking for one either yeah, 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 yeah. it's about who you know possibly then yeah yeah i was kind of sitting in the waiting room and then my this dude i was coaching he's like a he's a police officer out there so he showed up and he started talking to all the the doctors and they just boom immediately grabbed me Hell yeah. so yeah. i'm curious yeah, it was like I'd, two hours at, at the hospital x-rays everything done i'll be Damn. super curious what a hospital bill in dubai would run now yeah. we'll never know well i mean i did I mean, go hopefully. check out like how much yeah. um, <laughs> right <laughs> like surgery would have been like uh, it was actually pretty reasonable the twenty thousand dirhams which is six thousand dollars about oh that's that's very doable yeah that's still a bill i don't want to have show up in the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it wasn't wasn't nice. Yeah, you see, see anything that. with United Arab Emirates on it? You just move, just move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just glad they let me leave. Huh? And you got over <laughs> a broken leg. What happened with yours? Uh, that was just I was in the tunnel, flying dynamic, looking at the line, and did a layout to horizontal instead of vertical, and just caught my toe on the glass and cracked the growth plate in front. But this was, I mean, a year and a half ago, I I kind of had a similar situation. I crashed my speed wing in Moab and shattered my right heel, fractured the left, broke my back. So I was kind of bedridden for two, three months back in San Diego, but I was stuck in Moab because they didn't want to do surgery right then and there. It needed 10 days to come down and I couldn't walk, nothing. So my buddy threw me in my van that we drove there in, 
13 hour trip laying in the bed in the back of this van all the way back oh. made it to uh made it to the ocean I cracked a beer, drank a, drank a beer right at the ocean. was like, we made it. <laughs> I'm home. Yeah, right. I, I hurt myself on a trip to Florida. I was working in Indiana, and dude, absolutely sucked. I had an airline flight back, oh. and I was like, man, you know what? Oh, I took the jump plane back because I knew in the jump plane I could go different places. I had like, the jump plane, not the most comfortable thing in the world, <laughs> but when you have the back to two yeah. and three of your buddies, and they make a yeah. bed for you, you like land every so often and just get some drinks and snacks. Yeah. Good to go. Right back was a little sketchier though. We had low scud. The pilot was following water tower to water tower. What city are we over? Oh yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't the best version of how to get back from Florida right. to Indiana. Yeah, I had to spend two weeks on the bed on my bed in Dubai. So and then I got to fly back uh, to Spain. Dude, that's gotta suck. Cause I mean, Dubai seems like a super dope place to visit. Yeah, yeah, it was really awesome. The people there, super nice. Like really cool people. There's a lot to do everyone's just jumping like all week long and then uh, the palm we were i was just swooping a lot down there beautiful but then you got stuck in a room for a while then i was sitting in the room yeah yeah for like two weeks but i was ordering food everything's delivered there it's really nice like <laughs> how did long you say that screwed up your visa too no i just ended up staying, staying in europe long. a lot longer than i expected yeah. so yeah how long were you there for on that trip in europe or in dubai I was in dubai. I was in dubai for a month dude nick you've so. been to dubai I yeah, I spent a week shit. there. Uh, I just say that of all pure jealousy. Have you ever been? I've never been. I've wanted to go really bad. Uh, man, nice. of all the stupid skydiving pictures, like, you know, you have to do this, yeah. my bucket list. I, I hate those stains. But a picture over the palm. <laughs> right? Do you have that photo? Yeah, of course. Fuck you too, then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Man, it's, it's one of those, like, I really want to make it to Dubai. Yeah. I want to get my picture. This dude took his 3D camera and just got a really nice shot of himself over it, man. That's just so sick. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. So Crazy what's it buildings. like What's it like in Dubai? What's life like there? Oh, I mean, it seems like, um, it seems pretty nice. I mean, for some of the people. Yes. <laughs> it looks extravagant and awesome. Yeah, they have a lot of, <laughs> looks like they have a lot of money, huh? Yeah, it looks like nobody has a problem, like, throwing away a Benz to buy a Lamborghini just because yeah. they wanted to today. Yeah, right? they're spending, like, thousands and thousands of dollars on a license plate, like, custom license plate numbers, like, $50,000. What? I can't spend that on a car. Yeah. Fuck the license plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have some... Uh, I don't even make that in a year. <laughs> right? The poor ass skydivers, man. So we know you work in the tunnel. What do you do for a living, Cody? He's like, oh, me. <laughs> um, I'm just basically... I've been jumping a lot recently, just trying to get my skills together. I was load, orga load organizing a lot in Paris. And so this last year, I've just been traveling doing a lot of these um, fly-for-life flight camps, just trying to get my skills up. I, I want to push harder with the load organizing. I've been doing some tunnel coaching as well in Spain, Madrid, Hurricane Factory. So, so. I, I feel like a lot of people get started in the tunnel with this dream of being like a rock star skydiving organizer, right? Yeah. And then a lot of them just kind of get stuck in, in a red suit taking Tar, first yeah. timers. Yep. So how, how did you uh, make the, the – or how, yeah. how have you been successful in, in making that work? Basically, I just um, – well, maybe it was because I got fired from Paris. That there you go. That's <laughs> yeah. a good place. Right. That might have been yeah, exactly. my first uh, <laughs> step in the right direction. No. Um, so basically, yeah, I got a job at Airborne San Diego when that. Oh, was you worked trying. at that tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went and did the interview with another one of my coworkers. We both got the job, and uh, we were both still working at Paris though. And the tunnel wasn't going to open for a long time, so we were like, let's just keep it quiet. But as the months went on, my uh, coworker was like, you know what? I think it's going to come up pretty soon. Like, I want to let them know 
so they can get new staff. And I was like, I don't know if it's a good idea. <laughs> Did you let your buddy go first? <laughs> he went and let them know <laughs> without even letting me, like telling me really. He was just saying he wanted to do this. And then so like he came up one day, he's like, oh, we're both fired. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I was like, what? And then uh, so actually we ended up getting unemployment. So I just, and Airborne ended up not um, opening for I think a year. So I was load organizing, getting unemployment, and that's where I really, in that year, I did like maybe four, 500 load organizing jumps, and pretty much just... Not a bad year. So that's your fine. advice is get fired, get on unemployment, <laughs> and go after the dream, baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American <laughs> dream, move <laughs> off the system. It worked like that, because even with Airborne, I they shut that thing down, and... Uh, yeah, that tunnel was garbage. I got another, like, eight months of unemployment, and then I just stayed at the drop zone every day, sleeping in my car, just going for it. Oh, so it. you got unemployment when, when yeah, Airborne yeah. went under? Yeah. Plus, Airborne was paying me before they opened. So they paid me oh, for months gosh. before they opened, just like, just stay still, you know, don't worry. And then we worked there for like three months. Man, that facility was beautiful. It was beautiful. When I saw that coming up on Instagram, I was super excited of like, hey, may- maybe this is something that's going to spark the, you know, the sport yeah. of tunnel flying a little bit more now that iFly is going to have right. a legitimate First competition. Yeah, yeah and, it, was uh, to, it was really supposed to, man. Everybody short-lived, was huh? Super. Yeah. So lived. You, did you, you guys both flew there? I flew there. Yeah, I did some coaching there. I probably did about 45 minutes, and I wish I could give it all back. <laughs> <laughs> so you worked in that tunnel? Yeah, yeah, I did. So how, how would you describe the wind in that tunnel compared to... Oh, it was just like um, huge vibrations going on. They didn't have uh, an antechamber or anything. Yeah, yeah was so. it loud as shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah they super loud. They couldn't answer the phones even. Yeah. Like when people would call. They wouldn't. I mean, it's they just wouldn't answer. Three story, completely open, huge building. Concrete like floors. Everything just echoed around the entire place. Yeah. Even the carpet floors would have, I think, dampened the sound by like yeah. 20%. They had all these people coming through trying to figure out what they can do to fix yeah. all these issues. Well, maybe had. build an antechamber. Maybe that would have been yeah. a better place yeah. to start. <laughs> right. You got to wait till 2026 to do that when iFly's patents go up. Dude, we <laughs> built an antechamber out of wood. Out of wood. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work too well. I first no. heard about oh, uh, Airborne. I, I think a lot of our listeners have no clue what Airborne is. So, a uh, guy named Buzz. Buzz Fink is one of yeah. the uh, main investors. Buzz was my first DZO, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he yeah, first got out of San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was. Uh, I was telling Cody, I, I started in uh, Brownfield when it was Air Adventures. Oh yeah. So before he moved to Otai, and him and I were at a board meeting for USPA one year, and he starts sharing this idea, like check out this tunnel design I'm getting to happen. This was super wow. early in the process, and I think, man, six months later, he calls me up. He's like, yo, DJ, I'm in the cusp of not anything happening, but like where it's about to begin, and I need a business manager. I like what you've got going on. I uh, want to offer you a job. He offered me yeah. this fucking ridiculous fucking salary. <laughs> He's like, but bro, I need, no, no, the ridiculous salary. Like, uh, yeah. beyond what you probably would believe, and when he gave it to me, I'm like, I won't quit what I'm doing. I love my life. I love what I have. I love where I'm at. But man, for a number that big, like deep six figure, I'm like, yeah. And then he goes, yeah, I need an answer by um um. What, what's today's date, DJ? April for you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, <he got> you. <laughs> and then he gave me a real number, and the real number was still legit. But yeah, I'm like, for, sure. uh, for that number, I just yeah. my yeah. wife has a job that's better than that, yeah. so I, oh, I can't uh, get in. They put so much money into that building. It was like I think it ended up being like thirty-five, forty million dollars yeah. on just the design. And so building. I want to describe the design for people who don't know what it is. Yeah, tell me about the building. Tell, tell me about the most beautiful homeless 
Yeah, seven million dollar homeless. I wish I remember more of the actual specs, but I just know it was like really tall, and uh, it was supposed to be unbelievably fast. Like instead of I think, I think a iFlight tunnel might be what sixteen hundred horsepower or something. Yeah, it's like four three hundred and fifty or four fifty. God, I thought they were four four hundred horsepower fans, but I yeah, could be getting that wrong. It's so it's the the one yeah. at Airborne is a uh, one fan, but it's five thousand horsepower. It's supposed it's to thirty be. So, feet in diameter. So they're right? like saying we could crank it up to three hundred if we want, you know. Before they yeah, yeah, <laughs> they started yeah. it up, they're telling us all this stuff. So the the Airborne San Diego uh, Instagram is still up. If anyone wants to to oh, look wow. it up. Yeah, it's uh, really to, to cool see what facility. The facility. Looks like it's, it's I mean, beautiful. Yeah, you walk in the building. It's literally three stories, yeah. completely wide open. Two beautiful tunnels side by side in the center that goes all the way up to the top, and then it had balconies on every floor. Yeah, it's like so you could walk on every floor and walk around the tunnels and be like. 20 feet and looking at someone flying 20 feet or you could go to the third floor and if they were up there they could be 40 feet up and you're 40 feet up looking right at them eye level yeah it was was supposed to be like designed after kind of like a coliseum style yeah they had some architect i guess she some lady yeah but uh it looked super nice she did a great job huge so no anti-chamber it's just a door to the room. Yeah. yeah. So I, I believe that I heard that the fan is located kind of like outside in a separate little, not building, but kind of. It's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, in its own it doesn't live in the ceiling like it doesn't. It's a, not in the uh, ceiling. It's just it's like completely like. Uh, it's basically on level. I would say on so level, so it, basically. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the air is, in iFly, the air is at the very top. That's where the power is coming, where this band's sucking at. Right. Yeah, shooting down the sides and so sucking So to put it in the further in the, cir- the top, circuit. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like level with it and just pumping it through. But it's yeah. like way, the fan instead of, I don't know what it is at iFly, but it's, I think Airborne was like 30 feet across. Yeah. So uh, my understanding is that they thought that they wouldn't need the antechamber for the sound because the fan was where, where it yeah. was. It was but supposed to be completely uh, efficient, too, because of how big it was. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make as much noise as the four fan spinning. Uh-huh. That well, was at least what I was I've heard, told. and I don't know if this is true, but heard from people who work in the tunnel that most of the noise we hear is the wind cutting the through the, the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and it sounds like that's probably, yeah. <laughs> probably true. And yeah, the so there, the net there was much louder because I've iFly has the patent for the cables that they use, right? So they had to like double. Didn't you have to double wire it to get yeah, past yeah. it to make so it like it in the like the design? You have to like take two smaller cables and basically twist them as you're right. basket weaving through. So them. now you got you got yeah. two wires instead of one, which is creating even more noise. But it didn't make the sound less. Yeah, right. <laughs> it made it worse. <laughs> like yeah, we did like a little like a handheld model where you just swing around a cable in your hand. And it's it's loud, you know. But if you twist two cables together, it's silent. But in uh. there, it didn't change the sound very much. It was hmm. there was a lot of um, just that much wind. I think. Yeah. There's so much yeah, stuff doing it's going this rubbing against, and then shooting a hundred and sixty <laughs> miles per <laughs> yeah. hour wind through that is a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you say you would have gave all that tunnel time back. How was the air in Airborne? It was turbulent, dude. Yeah, yeah really bad. So I also was told. The, the fan was kind of off a bit, so you'd get two different wind speeds, right? I was trying to do some head-down coaching, so I'd get them up off the net, flying good. About five seconds later, it'd drop 5 6%. My head's bouncing off the net, waiting. Five seconds later, it'd catch again, and you go back back up. So I think it was like 
They said it was like slightly rotated, so rather than getting air com- yeah. straight up, it would go straight up as well as sideways. Well, so it like up and bounce yeah. off the sides. Picture so water like going through a sewer pipe, bouncing back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel it, it right. felt like that. But I think uh, one of the big things was at the top. So the wind goes up and then oh, like across the top mm-hmm. and uh-huh. then down. But they didn't make the top section long enough. So the wind had to kind of almost do a U-turn and didn't uh-huh. have enough time to reassemble itself. Yeah. So on sense. that second turn, it started to pull, the wind would pull off the wall and you'd get dead air right there on the inside. And then once it would reform at the bottom, it would be a swirl mm-hmm. near the net. So we put like a soccer ball in there before, just like low speed, just let it float. And it would just sit there for like two seconds and then it would shoot like five feet over <laughs> wow. to the right and then it would stop <laughs> and then it would shoot. So it was really just, you couldn't figure it out. It wasn't a spot that was bad. It was just really, the, it was swirling around. It was really bad, yeah. It was so super hot. So what, I don't know what year Paris was built. Yeah, 2000, I think, uh, four. So if you had to choose between flying in Paris or airborne. Oh, yeah. I mean, I liked I liked airborne, yeah, compared to Paris. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would fly I'll airborne. I'll step in it up. I'll step in it up a little bit. I, would do I, I just wanted to know how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was similar, I think. Uh, you, <laughs> could, you could actually fly head down at airborne. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then Don't whenever you. I would go back to, like, I'd go to iFly and fly a little bit of time after flying at airborne, and I'd fly so much smoother. Yeah. I'd be like, wow. I didn't want to get out, you know? Right. Because you're just like no more choppy air. So what ended airborne? Do you know? Like what? I, I've heard various stories out there, including yeah, it, yeah, blew it, it blew up. Yeah, it blew up. Yeah. Well, so the first yeah. time, <laughs> one of them did. Yeah. <laughs> so the first uh, tunnel, the turning vanes at the top were made out of fiberglass, and so when they were they topped it out one day, and it just sucked the f- the turning vanes. So it's, I don't know. It's like thousands of pounds probably of fiberglass just whew, through the through the fan, and there was uh, one of the instructors were in there, but he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't get hit by any of that? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was just, it was, it completely, <laughs> oh, the whole tunnel whited out. Like, you see the video, it just goes boom, it's just white, like smoke, whatever is in there. Pulverized fiberglass. The just drops on the net, yeah. But, um, I flew out the door. So they, they had two <laughs> I wind shit my pants for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had two wind tunnels in this facility. And uh, so that they only had the first one running for the first month or something. They were waiting for the second one. So when the first one blew up, then they're like, all right, just give us a couple of weeks. We're going to hook up the second one. They got that one running, and then eventually the same th- with that one. The there's a big spinner cone that's mounted on the fan that helps the wind, you know, split across the fan. And it was a little bit loose, or it wasn't perfectly um, centered. Actually, it was like a half an inch off, and they knew that, and they didn't say anything about it. Actually, <laughs> and um, this we the had, work we, of the lowest spinner. We, we, yes. we had like crazy <laughs> meetings too, like before all this. Like we were like, "What if this happens when there's kids in there?" Like we were yelling, like we were mad. There's people, we was we were going at it with Buzz and them. Like, what if there's kids in there? And he's like, "You don't need to worry about that, you know, whatever." So they got the second one running, and so the spinner cone breaks off, and same thing blows up, <laughs> and that was that was it after that. Yeah. Man, it was a travesty because a another wind tunnel design would have been really nice to see. And be yeah. another business model. There's healthy competition exists for a reason, and yeah. and I was so bummed. And as we've talked about, Buzz is a buddy of mine. I've known yeah. him for a while, and yeah. I wanted to see him succeed. I wanted to see it go well. We all did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We were all hoping. Yeah, excited. that was the uh, the first step to lowering the prices at all all the tunnels. Yeah, they <laughs> really wanted to go. Look, you could tell they were going for it, man. They just put their effort in the wrong places. Well, the other issue too was um, the chargers. 
right? So they picked a spot where they were building a brand new stadium in East Village in San Diego, right? So this this area is overrun by homeless homeless people in San Diego, right? So the whole design was to put the stadium in, clean up the area. So they got a really good deal on the location, right? And then chargers moved to la yeah. fucking spanos right so east <laughs> yeah. village is no longer is, a cleanup owner yeah. of the chargers yeah right so. so no longer an area that they're really focusing on cleaning up so there was just not possible to kind of see a future yeah there's multiple issues yeah the politics <laughs> of all of that stadium junk in san diego it was a hot yeah, mess man for, Has sure. been for years mm-hmm I, it will always be Jack Murphy Stadium to me, Qualcomm, and uh, it will always be San Diego Chargers and fuck Dean Spanos. Right. Well, <laughs> so now um, we got a new MLS team coming in. Yeah. I think. Uh, Which will be may way bigger in San Diego than football will be. Really? I doubt it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Soccer? We're super close to Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, I want to say soccer with a Hispanic yeah, base, yeah, dude. Yeah. I left San Diego in 01, and it was almost yeah. 50% Hispanic yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, no, that's yeah, definitely that's true. Yeah, yeah. White people true. are the minority in San Very Diego, true. no yeah. doubt, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school in Santee, so Uh that was a white majority school. Other than that, everybody else was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I miss fucking... Any Bertos, Humbertos, Rubbertos, any yeah, place named Bertos, carne asada burrito, dude. Every day of the week. For all the Tex-Mex that they have here, man, th- there's a really huge lacking of uh, genuine Mexican food. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, it's my friends here talk about Mexican. I dig Tex-Mex. I can eat it, dude. I miss Mexican. Oh food, yeah, especially San Diego. It's oh. so good. But yo, how's the barbecue in Houston? It was amazing. Yeah, it was good. Yesterday <laughs> yeah. we went down there. Right, Where, Grandma. You guys go? Grandma's house, well, te- Central Texas style <laughs> barbecue. Oh it's yeah, in yeah. Uh, Old Pearland. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The one that's like really weird, right near it's the train station or yeah. train tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get in line and they just pile it up on your plate. And so you I ain't gonna dog on that place. I'm I'm from Pearland. That's that's where we live. I've eaten there and it's not bad barbecue. No, not if you enjoyed that, man, you know Russell's place, Robles. Yeah. So I've only been there the once when we had the uh, sandwiches. The uh, uh, pastrami, the Reuben. Yeah, Reuben. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. does that pastrami Reuben. And dude, dude, that was t- insanely delicious. I I'm mean, barbecue is barbecue. It's going to be delicious no matter <laughs> what. I mean, they do it right here in yeah. Texas, but I feel like anywhere you're going to go around here, you're going to get some good food. There's no doubt it's not bad, but if uh, you guys talk to Cody, we got to get you to a place called Rogel's, and Russell crushes it. It is the best Texas barbecue I've had so far. It's outstanding. Absolutely, he's a friend of mine. Not why I say it. I went. I I actually a friend brought it to our house, and I'm like, all right, yeah. Russell's got barbecue. He had a chain at once upon a time, a franchise. I've had his barbecue. It's good. It's, it's Texas barbecue. I had what he had from his, his new place. He just broke off and went on his own. Oh my god, that man knows how to handle meat. He <laughs> awesome. is good with it. So I wonder if I because I've been I've been to Houston probably ten times just mm-hmm. visiting down here. I've probably been. It's on Voss. Is it? It's like. Is it closer to the city, like yeah, in yeah. Houston? City, yeah. yeah, yeah, just west of. If you know where Westheimer is, Westheimer and Voss, close to Memorial. Like, I mean, not that but, direction of yeah. the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big pig outside, a big pink looking pig outside the building. Okay, the pig on Voss was once upon a time part of, I think, his Instagram handle or something. Hmm. Uh, so you know if you'd been there, but super, super yeah. good place. Yeah, Nothing like Tri Tip though. Mm. Mm. Get some more meat. Oh man, that's good <laughs> meat right there. So, yeah. you say you uh, you also spent some time in a hurricane factory. How does that tunnel compare? Oh yeah, that's an awesome tunnel right there. It's uh, 17 feet, so it's got tons of room, especially if you're 
you know, any, if you're taller at all, if you're doing low speed, it makes a huge difference. And, uh, it's pretty smooth. Yeah. It's really smooth. I'd say, um, there's a little bit of a burble by the door. I think they could probably fix it, but they don't want them to fix it. <laughs> there's like, they use uh, one of those like, uh, air deflectors, but it's like huge under the door. Oh, I know what you mean. Like, it's almost like a, it looks like a step beneath the yeah. door, right? Beneath I think the it's net. too big. Yeah. And then they don't have a hood. So, but th- that's like a small issue because it's such a big tunnel anyway. So when you say a hood, you're talking about that hood over the door. Yeah, that might help. I don't know. They just yeah. it just seems like they could do more. We we did we had to do a lot of fine tuning with the airborne one. Try to, mm. so we we would mess with things and really get get an idea of like actually what's happening. You know, if you put a plate this big, wow, it's making this big of a burble. Okay, we need to make it smaller and put holes in it or whatever. Yeah. So unlike you guys, I have limited tunnel time. I have like 20 hours, and I, I don't know much about a tunnel except yeah. for it's windy. <laughs> uh, when Memorial came up, I think you remember that hood was much smaller, right? I don't think they had a hood initially. Okay. Yeah, no, they installed hoods after. Yeah. What is that? Like, I understand it makes the air clean. What? How? What the fuck oh. is that hood? So like the clit? We just don't understand it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, multiple yeah, that, that things. Like might <laughs> be an engineer question. I'm sure they could explain why. It's it been it's been explained to me. I just can't remember how My job's exactly to fly, works. bro. I ain't an engineer. <laughs> right. Well, what happens with air, I think when it's going across, like uh, if you don't have that hood, it'll like kind of hit the top of the door and start choosing a direction if it's going to go inside or outside the tunnel. That's and then right. it, it starts to that have a little sense. bit of a, a rhythm, like blah, 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 blah. So if you just kind of make, if you put anything on there, it's going to change it. So I think they just put a hood. It's kind of an exaggerated hood. Maybe it doesn't need to be that big, but they figured, okay, we'll just. But at least it's yeah. picking the side of the door. That would be Yeah, nice. it's picking the inside mm-hmm. so that there's no longer a door burble. Yeah. So you can fly consistent right through it, above it. You can stay head down right above it and no issue. And it almost looks backwards in thought because, you know, when I look at that, I wonder, obviously somebody smarter than me built this fucking tunnel. <laughs> But it's like, man, what, is that like messing up the air? And right. immediately I understood the door burble existed and I immediately saw that it was gone. But I'm like, I still don't get it, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah. G- good thing I'm not a dude, engineer a, for iFly. Yeah, there's right. a lot that goes into uh, aerodynamics and stuff yeah. for sure. So where is Hurricane Factory? It is in Madrid, it's in Spain. Madrid, Spain. Yeah. And Don't they have another one in Prague? They have Hurricane a few Factory. Yeah, yeah, I think there's yeah. like three or four maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Think, yeah, I know there's three. one in Prague for sure. I was talking to somebody recently. Did we have somebody on the show recently talking about Hurricane Factory at another location? Mm, and I had to look yep. up which ones yeah. were which. Yeah, there's I'm not sure. I'd use my phone right now, but yeah, it's over yeah. yonder. Uh, I'm on it. So describe Hurricane Factory to me. Like, what's it? Yeah. What's it like compared to not iFly Tunnel? Yeah, so it's really seems pretty relaxed. You know, just like the guy. The um, I deal with um, this girl Sylvia there. So with buying time and stuff, and she. You know, if I have like one want certain things done a certain way, she really helps out and kind of caters really well to to the flyers and the coaches that come through there. I mean, I've done over a hundred hours in iFly uh, coaching and had a different experience, but they're getting oh, better yeah. as well. But um, but yeah, the difference is is huge. You can definitely see it. Like even if you're just going to buy ten hours, you know, she's like super pumped to to talk to you and sell that time and meet you and let you know whatever she needs to let you know. But yeah, it's cool. Design nice wise. Vibe. What's that? It's a nice vibe too. The people got there. Berlin, Slovakia, and a word that I can't pronounce, Tetralandia. Tetralandia. Oh, yeah. That's some, we had somebody on the show recently mm. who Tetralandria is. Where is that? 
That's a good question. <laughs> I want to say Google it's Maps. Slovakia <laughs> as well. It's uh, one of those that area. Um, Slovakia. Uh, and I want to. I wish I could remember who it was. My list of guests is on that damn phone over yonder. Uh, what what size is their tunnel? In Hurricane, it's yeah. 17 in Madrid, and uh, I think that's the other ones are 14. It is in Slovakia, Tatralandia. Yeah, it's yeah. like the north. Uh, yeah, north of the country. Either we had somebody on a show where we just meet too many people at Spaceland. Uh, 17 and a half? 17, yeah, it might be eight and a half. What's, what's XP? Does anybody know? I think it's 16 and a half. Yeah. So is that the largest tunnel then, Madrid? I think Dubai is. How big is Dubai? I think that one's 17 and a half. And you were at a 17? Um, in Maybe Dubai, I didn't notice it being bigger, but yeah, probably about the same. There's one in Prague too. Sorry to interrupt. No, I'm no, just going over my map here. You're keeping us up to speed. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one in in Dubai, I think, has it. Uh, it's n- the wind isn't as consistent. I would say as Hurricane Factory, a little mushy towards the bottom and stuff. Do you guys know about the 32 footer that they're building in Abu Dhabi? Yeah. It yeah. was almost finished, and it burned down. I yeah. heard, yes. <laughs> yeah. Are crazy. they going to rebuild? Are they're, they're rebuilding it. I don't know how how close it is, but sounds like uh, death. The first first death, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only hit the wall so hard when I can run at it for five feet. Oh yeah, yeah. I can run at it for twenty feet. I uh, can destroy 30, 32. myself. <laughs> right? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. So three but feet isn't much when you think about three feet, but when you think about a tunnel, how much difference does seventeen versus fourteen make? Um, for me, Huge. like I noticed, like in the bigger tunnel, like I kind of tend to follow the glass in the bigger tunnel, you know, when I'm carving head down and stuff. But like when I go back to the 14 foot tunnel, I really have to almost carve just around my head, you know. So it's there's the different space, references yeah. and stuff, <laughs> and you kind of have to fly a different style. But you can learn a lot in both tunnels for sure. Have you flown in a 12 footer at all? Yeah, in Paris was like oh, yeah, where Paris, I did yeah, like. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe 300 hours or something. Yeah, yeah that feels... Uh, I, most of my time now is here in the Memorial Tunnel. And Utah is where I'm from. That was where I kind of learned to, to fly in the tunnel. Yeah. And going oh, yeah, back yeah. to that tunnel now, dude, it's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do we fit four people in here? Right. Uh, and we were doing it all. Yeah, that's crazy. How yeah. big is Utah? It's a 12-footer. 12 12-footer 12 octagon. Uh, octagon, yeah. yeah. I was flown in a 10-foot uh, uh, octagon. Jeez. And I where? mean, it's... Outdoor traveling tunnel. A buddy of mine. Uh, rhodium. <laughs> I've flown in a rhodium. Was Maybe not that one, not but different. no. It, this dude built a tunnel. He he had no money. He convinced his family, I can build portable wind tunnels that people can travel with and do whatever. Traded his Harley, fucking cherry ass Harley, for a train locomotive diesel engine that uh. was full of rat's nest. Like no joke. <laughs> completely had it rebuilt. Completely had it redone, and had his family invest with him into building the tunnel. Built the trailer. Built everything from scratch. Oh, I was a full time skydiver in Indiana, doing nothing in the winters. The yeah. winters I was acting like Charlie Sheen, and the summers I was acting like a skydiver. <laughs> My buddy's like, "Yo, bro." Help me come build this tunnel. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, you're going to hold stuff, screw stuff. You're just going to be my bitch. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing else going on. I'll keep you fed. I'll keep you drunk. And when the tunnel's built, I'll let you fly in it. So we were the guinea Feel. pig. Yeah. It was wall-to-wall air, portable tunnel. I yeah. mean, it wasn't awesome. Uh, do you know who John Suter is? I don't know. Mm. I, flew tu- I flew in a tunnel like that in uh, Lodi in California. He, some dude pulled up on a trailer with a tunnel like that. Yeah, it's it was crazy. Uh, John Suter is real OG, like goes way back in the tunnel world, and he was the consultant for designing the tunnel, and he could fly on his head in that tunnel. He had the baggiest suit I've 
ever seen in my life. Yeah. Belly fly, dude. In my in my RW suit, I was fine belly flying in there. It was not a problem. Uh, in a baggy suit, I could free fly. I could sit in there, but yeah. but that was it, man. But it was fun. Yeah. Dirtiest fucking air <laughs> in the world, dude. Put a prop. A, a, a Carver was the prop that we from the plane that he got. Then had it shaved down to the right size and shape. Put it underneath you yeah. and blow up your skirt, basically. Yeah. It is just that was, dirty. Yeah, that was like the one I flew in uh, Chicago. They had uh, the NFL draft, like the first year that I moved there, uh-huh. and they had the sweetness simulator. So basically, outdoor tunnel right downtown in Millennium Park. So I have a really cool shot on my phone of me flying over the Chicago skyline because it, it was right there in the background. But those tunnels are cool. I mean... Um, it's really small space. You got to be really precise. I mean, you guys know Tom Vans, mm. uh, freestylist. He was yeah. been in the world the last two years, but he flies an outdoor, ten foot or yeah, smaller yeah, yeah. tunnel. So, you know, it's not it's not something that's going to hold you back if you really put time into the thing. No, you said after being in a uh, uh, airborne, after flying that bad air, it made yeah. you actually better in good air. You yeah. learned to deal with those things. I think it just made me feel better, and then I just <laughs> wanted to spend more money because I was just like, spoils "Look you. at how good I am." Dude, yeah. there's a there's a tunnel in the Carolinas, and I've never I don't know much of it. Have you you know the outdoor? Uh, no, an no, outdoor one. The outdoor one. I've heard of it. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I've seen pictures and video yeah. of it. You know what I'm it talking just, about? Just like blast them up super high. That like, uh, Dude, I think it's an erodium, no? There's no, there's no tube. There's no flying chamber. Yeah. It's just a column of air surrounded by a bunch of nets. Yeah, they have really uh, powerful ones like that. Yeah. yeah. They're also talking about building. Have you seen the one they're building for some monks in? Have no. you? Do you know anything about this? No. Have you I, guys ever used ISS indoor skydiving source? Yeah, I actually Vince I don't Arnone. remember following them, but yeah, yeah the, it pops up pretty cool things like yeah, the so tunnel that just opened in Norway. I found out about it there. Yeah, so if you've never used it, it's just pretty much all tunnel related uh, stuff. It has events, ah. you know, competitions. It has information about every tunnel in the world, a map on where to go. It'll break down the size, like give the specs of it, everything. So Vince Arnone is the guy who started it. Uh, he's out in Chicago. Um, he was a computer designer as as well as a tunnel flyer and, and coach. So he really did a nice job with it. So if anyone's looking for... So just for like Yelp for wind tunnel set in Exactly. Dude, yeah. Google the uh, Flying Monk's vertical wind tunnel and see if you can find the, uh, some articles about it. Hmm. Like, Where would that even be? Do you remember? I China, like yeah. Tibet, <laughs> yeah. something. What yeah, is right. it? It's like open air? Dude, I'm I'm gonna Nick's gonna have to find this. I've I read seen a, a picture of one in China where it's like nets around and this guy's like flying. So I've seen the, another the one like first that. First wind tunnel amphitheater flying dream looks like it's in China. Yeah. All right. And it is made for these monks. It's gonna be built for Shaolin these. flying dream. So it's and an erodium tunnel, and so it, the monks want meditation. The, so <laughs> those those are gonna be the first airbenders. <laughs> 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 this movie shit's finally coming true, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Wind tunnel allows monks to fly above some crazy ar- amphitheater that I can't pronounce in rural China. Yeah. It looks neat. It, it looks I, I feel like I have seen this now, actually, and they go up and fly above this little uh, net shape. Is it done? Does it say it's actually there now? I feel like I've seen people flying in it, yeah. The first time I heard about it, it was in process. I, I wasn't even skydiving related. It was some tech site, some tech nerd place. We're like, hey, this is coming to some monks and... <laughs> 
talking about the religious viewpoint or, or the, the, the meditation and how monks are going to use vertical wind tunnels to find and center themselves, which, I mean, honestly, skydiving brings me some yeah. calm, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely centered up there. Yeah, yeah. It, it is one of the only places you that I'm not be. mad at anybody, yeah. except for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only focus person. focus on what's better. happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> except Fuck, for why yourself. can't I fly this? <laughs> why can't I do what this is? I mean, uh, Tex, y'all, y'all know him, has done some coaching with me in the tunnel, and he makes it sound easy. He tells me what to do. I understand what he says, but... Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, I just can't <laughs> put it there, man. It's the same with anything. Oh, Practice makes perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to, for real quick, so Paris, do you go back to Paris often? Um, not as often. I, 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 I was there last week for yeah. about a week. And after this, I'll go back for a month. And uh, yeah, so it's probably been six, a few months since I've been there, definitely. You got to know a guy named Steve Barker. Yeah, Steve Barker. Yeah, 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 definitely. You'll run into him again. Remember when you ran into him? He's the guy who got me into skydiving. Please say hello to that oh, man. Oh, really? I d- I, I, I've mentioned his yeah. name I don't know how many times I on the show. I think he's still, wor- he's still working down he there. Is, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's been there for a while. Yeah, we stay in touch, but every now and then I like to send a personal. I mean, sure. he introduced <laughs> me to the sport. If it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd be where I'm at today. Maybe I would have still found the sport. Maybe. Yeah. Right. But him and Joe Miller were the catalyst of me. Oh, Joe really? Mama. Uh, I don't know if he still goes by Joe Mama. Yeah, but Joe, you know Joe Miller at I all? I'm not sure. He's a video guy for sure. Um, okay. Might be doing AFF out there as well. Uh, I was a traffic school instructor when I first started skydiving. Uh, yeah. And I actually <laughs> met Steve Barker. Like, hey, so you're here for a ticket. What's your ticket for? What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? <laughs> that turned into eight hours of me just going, how do I do the skydiving bullshit you guys are into? Yeah. So Sweet. Super, super nice. cool dudes, man. So what's next on your agenda? You, you're trying to get into more into organizing. What? Where are you going from here? Um, after this, like I said, I'm still like just barely getting back with my leg. So these are my fr- my first time jumping was yesterday. So after this, I'll go back to Paris. I'll probably start organizing there a little more. And um, I don't know. I just want to do more more tunnel. I definitely think uh, I'm gonna do a lot more tunnel in Madrid soon. They just came out with like a new deal, like uh, 300 euros an hour. Yeah. In the 17 foot. So I'm trying to work on, yeah. yeah. Pretty Europe close to a one to one, deals. isn't it? Best deals it's by far. One to one? The uh, conversion. Euro to dollars. Yeah, it's pretty like close. 1.1. 1. 1. It's I've down that much. I've got in my pocket that will answer this question. Yeah, I think you. 300 euros is like 330 or $340. $340 an hour. Yeah. 17 foot. Mm-hmm. And it's so chill there. There's so it, there's a bar. I live ten minutes away, so right. <laughs> like nice. that's that's the huge difference between tunnels in Europe and here. Yeah. Like they are they all that cheap? They're not all they're that starting cheap, to but, compete. but they're yeah. So it's, it's about one point one conversion. Yeah, so it's good. So but they actually cater. They make sure people are coming back, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So super cheap time to come back, and there's no more of this. All right. You're a first time flyer. We want you to fly once and then maybe buy a return pack. Like and that that's something that iFly is actually getting away from, which I'm excited to see. So the new uh the new CEO that is kind of in charge is um he's really focusing on changing how we bring people to the tunnels. So yeah, Mr. Dave Dave Kirkhoff. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, Jenny Craig sure. guy. Uh wait he was at Weight Watchers and Snap Kitchen. Yeah. I only know these things because of this man. <laughs> <out> <laughs> no, here. I right? really, when I heard that stuff about him, I really doubted. Like, yeah, me you know, too. What's this fucking Weight Watchers guy gonna do for iFly? He's not a tunnel flyer, right? But he's been someone who's been a really loud voice about, hey, yeah. we got to turn this into a sport, otherwise, you know, the first time flyer die, bubble yeah. pops, and then, right. and then what? So I'm excited to see what's going on. I mean, they have these concept tunnels uh, that that are that are in the works. 
iFly um, does? Yeah, so basically what a concept tunnel is, they're changing the concept, right? So they've completely painted everything. Uh, they make it, they've made it look really good. It's more focused on you're coming in, you are briefing all of your students. It's no longer get in and hold still. It's, it's introduction to indoor skydiving, right? Like uh -huh. pretty much what you guys do here with tandems. Mm -hmm. Right. So you take them, you make them into a student, you put an altimeter on them and you're yeah. like, the next time you come and skydive, here's your logbook. Right. So that's kind of the concept that I think he's trying to do. Right. You come in, you brief, you fly, you debrief. And then the next time you come in, this is what you're working on. Right. That would be so much nicer. So when you say concept tunnel, it's not necessarily the mechanical. It's the no, business it's, model. It's the exact same place. Just completely different business model yeah where's, they, where's they've that? been like kind of beta testing a lot of that yeah, stuff and it just started austin yeah. rosemont and Rose atlanta atlanta that's the third one yeah that's yeah. right man i would love to see that it just yeah. interesting yeah i've always wondered I'm, I'm torn because i've i don't want skydiving to become mainstream because if it is, then every asshole I drove by on the freeway coming back here is also going to be in the sky with me. <laughs> right. You know, there's some limitation of I don't want everybody in the sky with me. But, man, to get more people, yeah. to get people flying, it would just be such a fucking dream yeah. to see come I mean, true. We're, we're on track. I think it's, it's going that direction for sure. Yeah. Definitely a lot Seems more people like getting involved. It's hard and for me to think of other sports that are like are parallel with like tunnel flying, especially of like what do we compare this to? Like what do we model this after? Right. So some of the uh, IBA guys were talking about trying to follow a model like like the UFC, and uh, trying to make it just more competition based and try and get people into it that way. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it's got to be a really difficult thing to make money on doing competition. Yeah, and how do sure. you? I think th the hard thing like. You can watch a fight and imagine what it's like to get hit in the face. Yes. But to watch someone who's really good at like freestyle tunnel flying, it's beautiful to watch. But, man, it's impossible to put into context the amount of work that it takes to do that if you have no experience with it. So I don't know how you get that into someone's head to make them appreciate what they're watching. Yeah, yeah no, I, to I totally agree. I mean, every, all that's like the only thing that everyone doesn't grow up kind of around and doing, right? Like even motocross, whatever, people have dirt bikes as kids, you know, all this stuff, but no one's, you can't skydive as a kid, you know, you can't do all that stuff, so you got to kind of find all these other things, and then the chances of coming back and grabbing something like skydiving is very, very slim, I think. I think the future's getting there, and a great example is what we're fucking doing right now, dude, like, Hey, let's let's host our own radio show. How are you going <laughs> to yeah. get on the radio? We have the internet. Any right. idiot can grab a bunch of microphones and yeah. sit here and hang out with his homies. Uh, Esports has become a huge thing. Uh, I'm, I'm a gaming nerd. <laughs> Call of Duty just started five different city teams. So, you know, you have the San Diego Chargers. There's a Dallas-based team, an Atlanta-based team. I forget the Northeast, Paris, uh, France, and uh, a Canadian team. Huh. So they're actually starting to franchise teams like that. For skydiving, for wind tunnel, I, I don't think there's a point where we can have, you know, the Atlanta airbenders, whatever. Sure. But with the internet out there, when we can start streaming things, when we can make things mm -hmm. publicly accessible, uh, I love the fact that IBA has been streaming their events and having, uh, what's that guy, Teglo, uh, what's his name? The foreign dude who does... Mm, one one of the guys who uh, helps host some oh, of the uh, British gentleman, yeah, 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 uh, bald fella, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, I can't think of his name. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll find it. Uh, also, our buddy uh, jujitsu guy who lives out in Cal uh, Florida. Oh yeah, Daniel Lovett. Yeah, Daniel Lovett. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, so dude. funny. He hasn't been doing any of the commentating anytime 
recently, I don't think. Dude, I wish they would bring him back, man. I actually yeah. met him through this guy, and he, his personality, when he's actually yeah. doing those, he does a great job. Yeah, I've done a couple interviews with him at, at the competitions I've been to, and it's such a good time. He's just an hilarious guy. <laughs> yeah. I miss you, Daniel. Daniel. Come back to uh, the competitions. <laughs> Dude, come back to those competitions. He, he's a brilliant guy. His energy, his, yeah. his attitude, his understanding. And I think if people could continue accessing those streams, Twitch, I mean, it's a silly thing to talk about or think about, but how many more people are watching Twitch today instead of actually buying cable? Yeah. How many people are watching YouTube instead of buying cable? Mm -hmm. I don't have cable. I watch YouTube all the of course, time. Yeah. So accessible. So yeah. streaming it, people could start understanding this is where the sport's coming from. They can actually start watching progress. I think it's it's got an yeah. opportunity. Yeah, yeah exposure. The, for sure. I mean, that could be for anything, right? I mean, we're talking about video games, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I've been so curious. Like, I can't believe people will sit there and watch a video game instead of go and play it. But then, but then someone broke it down for me recently, and I and it made me understand. Like, what do we do every Sunday? What when it's football season, we watch people who are professional and much better at this thing mm -hmm. than we could ever be, right? So the same thing goes for video games, right? Yeah, yeah. We sit there and watch someone play video games because they are so much better at the game, you couldn't even fathom pulling <laughs> off that kind of kill yeah. or move, right? So um, if we could figure out that kind of thing for skydiving, it, I think it would help us grow it as well. I don't know if that's going to take some, some VR goggles where people can sit there and watch, right? Like... Like, what if all 10 of us that are here now doing Cody's birthday, we all had little cameras that streamed, right? People from all over could be sitting there watching our skydives, watching what we were doing, and then going to their drop zone and trying it themselves. Like, I think that would be awesome. But we're far away from doing that, <laughs> yeah. right? And there is such a huge disconnect of what it's like to watch skydiving video versus what it's like to go on a skydive. Mm -hmm. the, the VR stuff in the tunnel, I think it's neat. But yeah. it's still like, how do, how do you get people in there to, to try it? Yeah. But man, like, I, I guess it's probably the same with any sport. But like when I, I really like enjoying, or I enjoy watching UFC fights. But man, it's a, sure a different experience for the guy in the ring than it is for me watching the fight, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I still don't know how, how we, I mean, skydiving is just the neatest thing to me. Yeah. Because it's so different than anything else. And I don't know how you explain that to someone, especially to somebody who might not be looking for it. Right. Yeah, I think more people just have to go out there and do it. I think people Exposure. have to do it and be this whole idea that, what's Weight Watchers guy's name again? Dave Kirkhoff. <laughs> Kirkhoff. If people like <laughs> Kirkhoff could sit there and see that these things are accessible and have more of these videos or more of these competitions and more of these events live streamed with commentators like Love It, because I am that nerd who watches a gamer stream, mm -hmm. and it's for exactly what you said. I will play this game. I will do so good. And then I'll see this dude make, like, motherfucker i i'm not any better at gaming i'm smarter at strategy yeah. because of the way that happens exactly but a lot of the streamers who make me smarter are talking through it they're explaining and when i listen to somebody like love it talk about like hey man what he's doing here looks way easy because he's badass he's thinking right. about this he's doing this mm -hmm. look how he's setting this up and, and i've listened to some of those commentators who have done those live streams with with uh, iFly, and I'm like, uh, it's to me like uh, color commentator versus your um, analyst. There's one guy there just talking and having fun and explaining things in layman's terms. The other mm -hmm. guy who's actually telling you exactly what's going on. You need both. But it seems like every time they put that stream up, they haven't had both. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I, I see that, because I've done a little bit of commentating for the IBA um, competitions, but 
I've also been stuck in the room when it's like FS, like something I know nothing about. So I'm literally sitting there like, uh, and up next is mixed cat star. Like I have no idea yeah, yeah. what to talk about. So if they just had someone who was an expert in every bit <laughs> yeah. of of the dynamic or every bit of the categories, I think the commentating would go a lot better. Uh, Sammy is a guy named uh, Sammy. I can't think of his last name. Owns Skydive TV. And I think Sammy's on to that right idea because he recently threw out an ad saying, we need more people to do these. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for an FS guy. I'm looking for an artistic guy. I'm looking for a dynamic guy. So uh, the hard part is Sammy wants all these guys to jump on board and help him, but his budget is not really that great because, hey, man, give me a free trip to Chicago to commentate this event. Uh, dude, that's kind of cool that it's free, but other than that, like, man, you're still gonna be spending money. You gotta I, eat. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> you know. Even if you pay for all that, even yeah. if there's zero money out of my pocket when right. I get home, there's zero money in my right. pocket on those five, six days. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'll get there, but it right. takes more people like Kirkoff, Dave Kirkoff, yeah. Kirkoff, Dave <laughs> K. I actually, when I first heard of the Weight Watchers guy getting in the tunnel, you were the first one to tell me. I actually thought it was dynamite because. I work with, uh, I'm an examiner, I train instructors for a living. And recently I got involved with police and law enforcement. They want me to do instructor development courses. And their thought was nepotism. If you build from inside, you get this jaded view, you get this one point of view. People who come in with a fresh perspective frequently gives us a like, oh, we never saw it that way, that's a good way. Wow. Yeah. You know, how many times has a new flyer taught you something by asking a question? Yeah. Usually the question is like, how cute, bless yeah, your heart. Right. But I posit there's a new flyer who said something to you and you went, when you leave, I'm trying that <laughs> yeah, shit, boy. Right. That, that could work, man. <laughs> so why do you spend so much time in Spain? Um, actually, my girlfriend lives in Spain. So I've been with her for a year and a half about. Man, so is it just her that brings you to Spain, or is it, do you really enjoy the culture there as well? Yeah, I never, never went to Spain before I met her. So pretty much that was my first time going there. And then once I experienced it, it's really awesome. There's three there's three wind tunnels in Madrid and uh, there's a couple drop zones nearby. So I like to speed fly up north in Spain and some really nice stuff. Do Do you speak Spanish? No, is, is <laughs> not, not very well. I no. didn't think so. And I mean, I uh, I'm, I'm I'm working on it. It's been a year and a half. I've, I've spent <laughs> almost a, a year out there, so yeah, I should be on it. <laughs> is it hard to get around like without speaking Spanish? Not too hard because I usually am dealing with people that are skydiving yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and if I'm just like... Well, let's say you got to get across town to meet somebody at yeah. a place. What's that like? No, it's it's fine. It's easy. I mean, <laughs> pretty much you just figure it out. I, I, I try sure? not to like... Tr- I don't try to talk very much because I just don't... S- I know <laughs> I, I'm not making sense or they'll come back with like some other... Some question and I'll have no idea. Yeah, they say listen, it way too fast. <laughs> listen, yes. you talked to Lambo in the car this morning was fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Lambo, uh, he's from Croatia, right? Or no, Costa Rica. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we call them trying to get him to the drop zone this morning he's saying all this stuff and he's just like uh bueno <laughs> <laughs> like that was every third or fourth word bueno yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm on that duolingo app actually yeah i use that too duolingo is awesome yeah, yeah. I've, I've done at least like 30 hours on it i mean i don't know if that's a lot but 
Oh, right now I'm it's not sold because you say your Spanish sucks and you <laughs> tell me Duolingo is good. <laughs> well, they say like Dude, 30 du- Duolingo hours is bueno. All right, yeah, yeah, bueno. bueno. <laughs> they say 30 hours is like um, a semester of Spanish. So okay, that's, yeah, that's that's. Not, I mean, yeah, and I definitely a know a lot. Much, so. I know a lot more than I did, and it makes a lot more sense. I could pick up the words they're saying now, and like I know what people are talking about. It's just forming the words in my head it takes yeah, it's a really bit immersion is what it but is but I, I can't wait till i have it because i know like it's gonna help a lot you know yeah. especially just just being there is gonna make you pick it up way quicker yeah. than trying to learn it on your phone anyway yeah. put in that situation you learn much quicker <laughs> and being you know even from california yeah. like geez we should if you don't speak right. spanish. spanish in southern california man yeah. it, something's wrong you dude. need it yeah something's yeah. wrong with me but though. No, but <laughs> they don't really teach it so no, I uh, Spanish was an option for class in high school, and you couldn't get in Spanish class because everybody oh, took really? it. Mm-hmm. I really? took French in high school because I didn't register in time to get Spanish. I'm uh, like, uh, I'm going to take Spanish. Why? I live in San Diego. I want to go order a burrito. I need Spanish, right? Because <laughs> yeah. how many of those Bertos, and you know what I mean yeah. by any Berto, how many of those Bertos do they speak English? Yeah. Not much, right. dude. The less English, English you speak <laughs> at a uh, taco joint, the more likely the I am to eat there. Be, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to go home with you guys and just eat some carne asada burritos <laughs> right now. Yeah. Our boy yeah. Rob Parker just posted a picture of a burrito. Oh, my God. I just missed that shit. Mm. Um, Duolingo, I, uh, a whole other story. So you're in Spain. Yeah. You, li- uh, you say there's three tunnels in yeah. Madrid. Are they all the same company? No, no, no there's an ISG tunnel, Windabona, and then there's uh, Madrid Fly, which is Alberto Fuertes, I think is it's his tunnel. And then, uh, yeah, Hurricane. So we have three completely different companies. Yeah, and they're and the other tunnels are they're um, they're not really competing very well. I guess with the price. I guess that's why it's three hundred and thirty-five U.S. Yeah. dollars yeah. per hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's way like it's way cheaper than the other tunnels. I don't know how they're gonna work out now. It's like. So we're gonna actually have a what's his nuts Malrat Malrat uh, Marlet we uh, Dustin <laughs> Marlet who's yeah. with you guys yep. he oh, learned yeah. to jump here and it was a new jumper we just remember his name is Malrat it's yep. Marlot <laughs> so uh, he is just leaving tunnels in Europe so we're going to talk more about that yeah. later on this week but how many different tunnel brands are there in Europe oh, I don't, I don't know. even know yeah, there's some tunnels I've n- I don't even know about for sure I've only fly flown in a fly station in St. Petersburg that's the only European tunnel I've been to but um and There's how are they? Is that an ISG tunnel too, or is that a, a totally I separate? I think Fly Station is just their own thing, because okay. their their headquarters is right there, and then they just built the Sakura Cup oh, tunnel. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, I think they have. Don't one don't they other have that one? cool little room up top? Like the little access door that you go up and basically do a, a, a yeah. base jump back. Oh in yeah, in yeah. St. Petersburg. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the one. That's my French fries. <laughs> 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 Lunchtime, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah, man. Um, dude, I love that. That the Sakura Cup is actually the first time I think I saw that little door where they're just standing there and you just oh, yeah, at the top. F- fall into a tunnel, dude. How dope would that be? Yeah, yeah. it looks pretty cool. I, I wanted to go to Sakura Cup, but injury. I was I had a four way team going going there, and that's when I had my speed flying accident. We kind of just fell apart. But uh, Sakura Cup looked like it was going to be a blast. I want to go next year or this year. They're going to do it again, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I know, know. I know the plan. The original plan of doing that was because it was trying to turn skydiving into an Olympic sport, right? Because it's what it's in Japan. So if they held Sakura Cup the next three years, the next Olympics is in Japan. 
So it was kind of like the step into trying to get an Olympic sport. So and really, we'll if see if that happens. If skydiving is going to be an Olympic sport, I, I would love to th- see skydiving, free flying, FS, all of it yeah. there. But man, artistic tunnel. Like, uh, yeah. what, what's that one? So nice. I don't. I told you, I'm not a tunnel person. What's yeah. that one gal's name? Russian. Maya. Thank you. Maya Grilla. Or Inca. Or, Inca. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Any of them. If you yeah. can't enjoy watching that as a human being, gouge your eyeballs out. Just, right. just forget you, dude. Yeah. That I think gives us a great chance of exposing our sport to the world. Yeah. And then these kids are going to get in a tunnel. They're going to realize what Inca does is so much harder, and they're going to start doing FS. They're going to start free flying. They're going to start doing those things. So I think that growth of the tunnel, if that's a career cup can push Japan. Yeah. It's cool to see those videos online. They get millions of views, you know. So people are interested for sure. Kids game now, too. I mean, Aspire just won the Worlds. That's pretty cool. Dude, I love those 13 and 15 or however old. I think Kaylee just turned 15. I, uh, I got a goal. Mike Wittenberg was on the show at some point. And, uh, that dude I'm is a man. I love Mike Wittenberg. OG Godfather, yeah. man. That dude, a modern What's up, homie? He, he, <laughs> is, he is a G, man. Uh, if they ever are passing through Houston, I'm going to reach out to him and have those kids on. It feels I feel a little bit weird, like, hey, why don't you bring your kids on the show into my dude, house? Nah, he cool. is, I interviewed them for a video project for iFly. Uh-huh. It meant he hasn't just coached them to be flyers. Like He's oh, coached yeah. them to be super smart. Yeah, they're awesome they're, kids. They're, they're good people. Yeah. yeah. I flew four-way with Noah and Naya and my teammate Will at the Rosemont Rumble. And that kid is on a whole other level. It was super fun to fly yeah. with him. Watching him speak in the little interviews and things I've said, the other intimidating factor is those kids are going to make me look like an idiot at the age of like 12, which is yeah. not hard to do, no, man. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> it's not hard to do at all. So Spain, they've got those three tunnels, but I'm really interested in the culture. I've never made it to Europe. What is it like living every day in Spain? Yeah, it's really laid back. It's like um, you'll go out on the street like 9 in the morning, and there'll be like no cars. And then It's all mopeds there, right? Mainly? No, there's cars. There's cars and stuff, but everyone just sleeps in, and then they kind of get up around 10, it seems like. And then, of course, like 2 p.m. rolls around, and they have a siesta. Siesta, man. So everything like shuts (laughs) down. But yeah, everything just takes really long there. If you want anything done, it's like they always say manana, which is (laughs) tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. We'll get it done, you know. It's uh, it's crazy because you hear that not just of Spain, of so many European cultures. In America, it's wake up, hustle, bustle. Hit the ground running. You're working nonstop. Just keep going. Definitely different. Yeah, work ethic and... uh, they're really relaxed there. I'm not sure if anyone has a job in Spain. <laughs> like, I go to the gym, and it's like, when is the good time to go to the gym? <laughs> there is oh, one. No. And then they take vacations every day. Yeah. A- a- like, what are you doing here in America? I'm on a vacation. For how long? Three months. Right. <laughs> yeah. Go tell holiday. Your, yeah, go tell your boss you're bailing <laughs> for, like, three days, and you might get fired. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or they'll, like, go have a beer on their lunch break, you know, like. Decide they're drinking in the daytime and going back to, to Spain. work. It's not even like, <laughs> yeah, they don't even think about it. It's hey, normal. He's just trying to convince me not to be here anymore, man. Yeah, I, we're, yeah. we're going to Spain with you. Right. Yeah, it's cool. Let's it's look good up the food. weather. It's Let's get on a plane <laughs> yeah, right it's now. Probably better than that. <laughs> it's nice. It's getting warm right now, so it's going to be really nice. Yeah. Have yeah. you had any like struggles and run into any trouble uh, in international travel? Um. Not too much. Like the, the only reason the I ask, child. I just imagine, okay, I'm going to get on a plane, I'm going to fly yeah. this place where I don't speak the language, and I'm going to be lost like a child and make a fool of myself. Yeah. Dude, that totally happened to me my f- on my trip to Russia. So uh, I went with Jed Lloyd, oh, yeah. who yeah, you guys yeah. know. Yeah, me and Jed went out there, and uh, 
So before we went, the only thing that my buddy said was, don't get in a taxi without a meter. And we were like, okay, like no problem. So we get off the plane, we walk into the airport lobby, and there's a bunch of guys wearing like taxi things. And they like come up to us like, you guys need a ride? And we're like, we need to go get cash. Like, let it, we're going to go to the ATM. And then we're like, okay, we need to get to Fly Station. He's like, oh, I know exactly where it is. So follow me. And we're following. And we go into this parking lot. And it's his personal car. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, like, we're not getting in this car. Like, you need to have a meter or I'm not getting in the car. And he plugs this thing in and goes, look, there's a meter. And we're like, all right. So, so I was told it's only 15 minutes from the tunnel mm -hmm. or from the airport to the tunnel. About 30 minutes into this drive, I'm looking at my buddy like, are we good? Like, are we even going the right way? We about to get our organs yeah, gone? Right? Like, <laughs> hey, man, uh, we go into Fly Station, right? And he's like, yeah, all good, my friend. All good. And we ended up getting there. Uh, I only, we only took out like 7,000 ruples, which is 130 bucks or so, something like that. And uh, when I'm like, hey, man, we getting close? We're up at 7,000 ruples. Like, there's no way this taxi is going to cost that much, right? It keeps going. We get all the way there, 10,000 ruples. And I look at the guy and go, hey, man, this is supposed to be like a 15-minute ride. I have 7,000. He's like, yeah, all, all good, my friend. All good, my friend. Takes yeah, it. We walk bitch. inside. And I'm like, how much does it take to get here? And the lady at the counter is like, thousand ruples tops and we're like oh like the first thing that happens to <laughs> us in russia gets scammed for like 130 bucks Damn. right from the start and then find out they have uber in russia <laughs> so we went an hour and 15 minutes into st petersburg it was like a thousand thousand ruples so mm. maybe like ten dollars for an hour ride yeah. instead of 130 for a 40 minute ride i got a uh an uber in check going to Vectorfest, and it was like 15 bucks. So I just got in the car, and then we're like, the guy's driving like 180 kilometers an hour, like <laughs> telling me about his supercharger in his car, and like, <laughs> dude, we drove for like two hours. <laughs> and then we get there, and like, I just like, cool, thanks, bro, get out. And I looked, it was like 15 bucks. So for two hours. Two hours going, going 180. <laughs> for a roller coaster hell of a ride. But I, I guess I, I That's found worth out, it right there. <laughs> I found out a few days later, like, oh, yeah, all the Ubers, like the Ubers in check are messed up. And they always just do $15, and you're supposed to figure it out with the dude. So on the way home, the Uber driver's like, no, there's no way. Like, because it costs more than 15 just for the yeah. gas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. But but I ended up going back on my app. I gave the dude like a $50 tip like two weeks later. So he probably was like not expecting it. Yeah. But. Dude, it seems like Uber would be anywhere you go now. It is now. It's crazy. It's nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. so nice. So easy. Because then you no longer have to even communicate. You literally put your yeah. address in. Hey, for me. Yep. And you're, you're there. It's so awesome. I've only, for a long time, I only used Uber because my friends would get an Uber. I'm like, Okay, I'm getting in this car. You told me to get in this car. Yeah. Let's go. I was in Dallas and finally had to use my own Uber, and it, it showed me, hey, this guy's showing up. He's right around. I yeah. described the car, yeah. and I just, as I saw the car coming, I just held my phone facing him, right. and he they just looked right at me. He's like, fucking know you. yeah, That's yeah, great. and then it's. I was told by uh, actually our buddy Jeffro was one who taught me what Uber was. Jeffro Provenzano. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, dude, Jeff wherever Pro. they tell you to pick you up, you just stand where you're at and you just hold your phone up. They'll figure it out. They know where yeah, you're at, right. bro. Don't worry about <laughs> this. Oh my God! So much easier than a fucking taxi cab, yeah. dude. It's so much cheaper too. I mean, I feel bad for the taxi drivers out there, but you know, it's 
It's time to time to switch over to Uber. <laughs> I mean, the hard part are some of these airports and cities are banning Uber now. I think uh, oh, wow. Austin. Uh, I know Houston. They don't have any Uber pickups at the airport. Really? As far as like, uh, we were flying into Houston, and a gal sitting next to me is like, "Hey, where's the Uber pickup at the airport?" At this point, this is quite a few years ago. I said, "The what pickup?" Yeah, right. And she had to describe to me what it was, and I, I they might have it today, but no, they do now. There they are do. specific lo- like specific locations at the airport where if you get an Uber, you go there and they'll pick you up. It's usually like Perfect. the um, like the drop off section rather yeah. than where all the passengers are. They pick you up. You gotta go up to the top floor, and there's a section. Yeah, that's the, easy enough. They have to pay like a yearly fee or something to drive into the airport. That's why. So they just use a part they don't have to pay to drive into. No, that that, that that's why. Like if you Uber into an airport, if you're an Uber driver, uh-huh. and the airport has like like the regulation, and you don't do it, then like you get your you get in trouble. It's a big uh-huh. problem. I'm glad to hear that. My wife and I like to travel some, and long term parking is usually way more oh, yeah. expensive than an Uber. For sure. It's like, yo, dude, pick me up. Drop me yeah. off. We're good to go. And God, who really wants to give someone a ride to the airport, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's one thing if you're taking a good buddy and you're going to have a conversation right. on the way there. But, like, my girlfriend travels a lot, right? <laughs> She's not listening right now, right? Did you get in trouble like, the other night? Oh, dude, I got in trouble the other night. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story right now. <laughs> I will tell that story someday. <laughs> DJ threw me under the bus for All real. Right. <laughs> I well, used to you'll have, have a to tell us the story when short, the bikes Short turn version, off. I used to have a real big problem with my girlfriend's cat. We got us some shit. I told DJ a story that he was like, you got to tell Sam that story. I said, no, that happened five years ago. I'm never going to tell her about it. And I got to tell her now. <laughs> yeah, I asked on the air the other no, night. No, shut the fuck up. I said something on the air when I knew she was watching. And I actually it just made an assumption, right? Bad word assumption that she knew by this point. No. And, uh, I've been hiding this <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Nick is still, but, uh, so, yeah. But no, she travels a lot, and it's like, hey, can you take me to the airport? It's like, well, no, Uber is a thing. Yeah, right. You, you want me to get up to take you at the airport to, at four in the morning? Right. When there's not going to be any, like, you're going to have a super quick Uber drive. You're going to yeah. steal. And, it's uh, only one way, yeah. too. It's like, I got to go there and then back. It's yeah. not just a one-way it's thing. It's going to be cheaper <laughs> than me getting gas round trip. Right. God, Valerie is not that way. If Valerie's got to go on a trip, she just says, honey, I'm leaving for the airport. I'll see you later. She is the least She's needy an adult. person. That's why. Mm. Well, your girlfriend's also <laughs> she's like the, the size, size of a of, child. Yeah. She, she acts like one, yeah. You just date her because she's the only person you found shorter than her. That's true. It <laughs> makes me feel like a real man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, have you met his girlfriend? Uh, I'm she's not a sure tiny little yeah. five foot Filipino lady. She doesn't come out here very often. Yeah, one wonderful girl. We all met her the same day, and uh, it was wonderful because Nick is great at handstands. Our buddy Brian Menard comes out with this girl who is also great at handstands, and this girl in really tight yoga pants decides to have a handstand competition while doing splits with Nick Lott while the rest of us watched. Her yoga pants might have been a little bit see-through. No, oh. not might have been. I didn't know her then, so I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I think you did care. I think you, you were cared hooking a up little more. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> check it out. You're like, here you go, boys. This is for you. Yeah, it was a good time. So uh, I would like to apologize for throwing you under the bus, but it's I right. won't. We'll deal with it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Handstands, though, you just crushing handstands, yeah, weather just, days. Just yeah, it started a few years ago. I just decided, hey, I'm going to figure out how to stand on my hands. And so I, I'm pretty good at it, too. Yeah, I was just doing it outside on Weatherhold. Cool. I, I started doing it like, uh, so my parents are split up. I used to go stay at my dad's house like six weeks out of the summer. And as a kid, and he's at work. What else am I going to do? So I figured out <laughs> how to, how to do handstands in the yeah. living room. Yeah. yeah. You just got to commit, dude. Get those yeah. feet above your head. And it's all good. <laughs> 
I think I could do handstands. No, I think I know I could do handstands when I was younger. At this point, I'm just happy I can tie my damn shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I'm not. Fuck those handstands. I got the handstands down though pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. How old are yeah. you guys? Uh, 28. 28. I turned 31 uh, like last week. Yeah. And have you? I, so tunnel instructors, how are your shoulders doing? Uh, fine. Fine. Yeah. yeah I mean, they been. used to hurt, but then I stopped working there so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Former tunnel instructors, I guess, would be the, the yeah. better statement. Well, I'm super part-time, but also, I mean, the training, I think the training has gotten much better. Mm-hmm. Like, when I first started, the way we used to do high flights and stuff was like, ugh, like staying on your belly or stand flying and ripping people around. So I got tendonitis from my shoulder all the way through my hand. It actually put me out of work a good five, six months oh, really? on two separate occasions. But um, now, I don't know, the way the way flying has gone, like, I can do... High flights all day long just by keeping it on my belly, a little bit of hip, drop down. So it just, I don't know, the way people are flying has yeah. gotten better. Yeah. You oh. mentioned Jed earlier. He's so big about the word technique. Yeah. You smart for technique. Sure. How are they teaching the, um, like the hand placement on the high flies that I fly now? Uh, it's still the same thing. Roll the gripper and then grab behind the leg. Which okay, so it's the gripper that's like closest to you? Yeah. In, in, uh, in a lot of places in Europe, I'm seeing them, they're reaching over the shoulder to the far gripper really and then resting their forearm oh, so on the forearm to kind of steer them this way huh. yeah and That's i was, yeah i wasn't sure about it and i just i talked to a few people who who are doing it and they said that it's i good. guess i would make it harder for them to flip over too if you've got more flat surface yeah. against your arm yeah it looks yeah. weird because they have so much weight above them above the flyer yeah but i mean so I have if it's like a technique. big person like i mean Maybe Europeans are much smaller than Americans, so <laughs> <laughs> they could probably reach over and grab those grippers pretty good. There's some people, there's no way that I would be able to go under the arm and reach the other side. Yeah, though, they, they don't go under the arm. Oh, though. they just straight Just straight on top? over. Yeah. I, huh. I never tried it, though. So. I mean, it makes kind of makes sense. I mean, we yeah. do that this way anyway, so you might as well, because yeah. they can roll and you got to pull up, so you could just rest your forearm. Yeah. Yeah, I go under the I'm shoulder. Try to try. I'm keeps try. it closer to you, which yeah. keeps you in a stronger position. You know, that for leverage sure. advantage yeah, has got to be there. Shoulder. Yeah. 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 Do you guys have a term for those biggest suits at iFly? Uh, the biggest suits, uh-huh. the shack suits. Yeah, I wondered if that was a ubiquitous <laughs> term inside of iFly because I've heard every instructor yeah. call them the, the shack, shack suit. suit. I didn't know if that was just Well, it's just because Shaq flew that suit. He oh, fit he, in that oh, thing okay, all right. in Hollywood. I didn't know that. And I, he was touching the glass on every <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. curious yeah. about that. Dude. I'd be like Walker in those. Oh, Walker might be coming back on the show, by the way. Oh, yeah. Him and I have been talking. So. You guys know John Walker at all? Uh, yeah, he worked I, at Sky I Venture, Arizona him, yeah. for a few years. He was the lead instructor here in Houston yeah, yeah. for a while. Yeah, super good dude. Good guy, He's working sure. with uh, you know, Urban Air, the Tramp Ampoline Parks. Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. They What'd are you call it Tramp Ampoline. <laughs> That's a Homer Simpson thing. <laughs> Tramp Ampoline. <laughs> Uh, he is doing the wind tunnel system with Urban Air, so yeah. he is checking in. Uh, but there, is it in um, like does iFly have anything to do with that? Oh, absolutely not. No, what is, sure is that? Just another company now. What's Urban Air? Yeah, they they make trampoline parks. Oh, trampoline. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, but it's just an, like go to the trampoline park. They have the obstacle course. And yeah. The, Foam pit and the right, trampolines, like the parkour it's just, parks, it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Another, it's just stuff. another addition to their, yeah, to their place. I've, I want to check out those places, yeah, but I they're haven't, super I haven't small. made it to one. Eight, eight foot tunnels, yeah, what they're building eight foot tunnels. So, John Walker legitimately could probably Spider Man in that tunnel and just sit oh, yeah. there. I'd love to see them, like, you know. Maybe ten foot up would be more entertaining for me, but get there and just span the walls, and then shut the air off and see if you can stay there. <laughs> I want to see him do that. Yeah. I, he's got to have tried that by this point. I, I'm sure. I'm I've sure. heard of something like that. Somebody hanging on the turning vanes and then 
the the person in the control booth like shuts it down and just bounce, leaves the leaves oh. the control room oh not, my. not realizing. <laughs> no, so I that, saw that happened to Chuck in yeah. San Francisco. I Was it? I saw something similar happen in Utah. Someone <laughs> someone had a camera on, a camera helmet, which was like not a super common thing there. So someone had gone up to the turn base to hang on to the turn base and film from the top. And then he had just been up there for a couple of minutes. So they forgot that he was there. He's filming people free flying. And there's someone who had a friend who was a first-time flyer or a very inexperienced flyer. So they turned the wind down to bring this person in. And this is Utah, two-door two design. So there's not like a, anyone standing at the door who oh, yeah. like... Yeah, anyway, he was hanging up there for another, you know, yeah. 10 seconds or so until someone freaks out at the driver, top it out, top it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But uh, you, had, you had something similar? Uh, well, I wasn't there, but I've always, I, I know Chuck, um, he worked at San Francisco, but there's a story of, and he told me this, like, uh, three of them flew up to the top and were, like, hanging on the turn vanes and the tunnel shut off, like, <laughs> from just something. Black, like a blackout, yeah, or, blackout something. or something. And two of them heard it. And they dropped, and Chuck didn't. So he was holding up there for like forty minutes. Holy them trying to get the tunnel. They climbed up in the fans and like were holding onto his hands. And then finally, he was just like, "I'm out. I'm just dropping." He dropped, broke like fifteen cables, stood up, walked away. Holy no. yeah. shit! Yeah. Man, <laughs> testament to that net, then, man. Yeah. Great, right? great design. I am not going to test that theory out, but like, how tall is it from the veins to the net? It's, it's San Francisco. It depends it's on, yeah. But it's like, 30, tunnel, probably oh, 30, like 30, 35, yeah. yeah, 35, 40 feet. Duck a fuck. Yeah. So oh. that's why we're not allowed to grab onto the turn veins anymore. Oh, <laughs> no one told me that. <laughs> man, I just, that, like, trying to hold on. You recently did a hanging challenge. And yeah, at the, uh, the PIA, uh, Scott of Chicago, on their booth, oh, they yeah, had a yeah. pull-up bar. And it was if, if you could last uh, 100 seconds, so a minute and 40 seconds yeah. on the pull-up bar, they are giving you free. Uh, that's Scott of Chicago jersey. It's hard. I Did didn't you see do that many it? jerseys. Yeah, I, I made... Uh, I made it, but not not by much. I didn't have yeah. a lot of time because I they did that at this uh, fitness expo that I that I went through, and like I only saw one person out of like the entire day make it through. Sixty seconds is a long time to hang from a bar. You wouldn't think, but it is. Oh hell yeah, it is. Or a hundred seconds. Yeah, hundred seconds was that's right. Challenge, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I it's I went through a shoulder surgery not so long ago, and one of my recoveries is once I could finally raise my hand was to actually hold onto a bar and just put a little weight on it. And mm -hmm. I finally got to the point where not like I could put weight on it, I could hang from it. And so mm -hmm. part of my therapy to get my range of motion back was to hang on this bar as long as I can. So five seconds at a time, I would hang on this bar, more than that. But it wasn't my shoulder giving up, that grip strength to yeah. hold onto a bar, dude. Exactly. You know, w women actually do better with it for the most part, just because that they generally weigh less. So... Um, there's less weight pulling them off the bar. That's why you did so well. Exactly right. Little feller. <laughs> you little guy. How much do you weigh? 145 right now. Not say, very much. Damn. You're pretty dense, though, for your height. Yeah, I'm not very tall. What are you, what are you trying to imply? Very dense, meaning you have a lot of muscle packed on that little body. Sure, I'll take that. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you just <laughs> choke on your spit? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> just choking on my own spit. I swallow. Sorry about that. <laughs> We all appreciate it. I mean, it. you did tell us to eat the dick when we went through the oh, hey. <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> so a, a little full disclosure, when we do this show, the microphone, you've heard us talk on the show a lot, like, hey, be closer to the mic, think about the mic. Nick's briefing, it goes did into Did I the, come up with this briefing? I think well, it's, part, it's a combination of both of us. Okay. Uh, I think I was the first one to say, it's a penis, put it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. The way we hold it, it's not an ice cream cone, it's a dick, shove it in your mouth, get right. your mouth right up to there. <laughs> 
And so if you're ever on the show, you've already had the briefing. Yeah. Right. We had a guy named Jay Stokes. I, I don't know if you've ever met or know his yep. name. Yeah, you're San Diego. Yeah. You know Jay. Jay yeah. is a good homie of mine. We go way, way back. And Nick's like, I can't give Jay that briefing. <laughs> I, I, Couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't, Couldn't do, do it. it. Jay wasn't in the room uh, when Jay was staying with me when he was in town. We were hanging out. I'm like, hey, look, bro. Nick's going to come in, and I'm super curious if he's going to give you the briefing the right way. It's a dick. Shove it in your face. And Jay laughs at me. I, We've yeah, known each other for years. For sure. I definitely told him it's not an ice cream cone. Yeah. But I don't know if I said, hey, hey Mr. Jay Stokes, yes. world record holder, former president of the USPA. Yeah, I think at that time was current president, too. Yeah, that sounds right. El Presidente. Yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't say that to him. No, definitely. We uh, p- people come on the show, and we had Jason David Frank. I don't know if you you know. Yeah, I know yet. JDF. Yeah, yeah, JDF was very quick. Uh, old friend of ours. Is actually, he still working at one of the tunnels here? I don't haven't seen him there in a while. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I think he has the ability to pop in, but he's been so busy with uh, a the Comic Con circuit, but b yeah. he's really gone big back into acting, doing different mm-hmm. cameos for different things. He's constantly posting shit. Um. But he came on the show. He's like, yo, bro, my audience base is a lot of Christians. My audience base is a lot of family. Don't cuss on the show if you don't mind. He's very mm-hmm. polite, for, polite, polite and respectful. And, and that's the one thing. No matter who our guest is, is we're, we're going to live down or up to your standard. Sure. Down to your standard, we got Stevie Stevie uh, Wonder over here. Every time you start talking <laughs> with his glasses on, you start getting all into like, yeah. I just called. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. Sorry, the lights are bright in here, man. Yeah, man. It's a little bright in here. And, you know, I'm on chill mode right now. My shade's on. So. Yeah, yeah, just kicking it. So you're you're getting back to organizing. If yeah. people want to get you to organize at their drop zone, if you organize events, is that something yeah. you're interested in doing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, of course I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram, so you can check out my Instagram is Cody X James. And uh, right now, I have a little bit planned, mostly just Madrid, doing some tunnel camps and. Uh, I was planning on going to the Adventure Boogie, but th- I ran out of days on my visa. But just to participate. But What's yeah, the so Adventure Boogie? Uh, God, it's you've rad. heard about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's, it's like a Tora Tora Boogie in Bovec, yeah. Slovenia, where they do all sorts of different sports. So yeah. I was just trying to get into it because I heard it was so cool. It's the Tora Tora Boogie, though, you said? Yeah, it's a Tora uh, Tora Boogie. It's called the Adventure Boogie. Okay. So it's, it's a week in Slovenia, but uh, in Bovec. But essentially what it is is you sign up and it's organized jumps like right right there. But you can do unorganized jumps. But the real the real reason why you want to go out there is they run adventures every day. Yeah. So you can do like half days of uh, whitewater rafting and then spend the evening skydiving to finish the day Kayak. or like skydive in the morning and then go mountain soar in the afternoon or speed fly or, or light in mountain biking. Yeah, they pretty much it's. It's you can go on any adventure yeah, that, that you want. Cool. Yeah, yeah, sounds but almost like Extreme Week in Voss. Yes. Yeah. So pretty exactly. much, I'll, I'm going to be in Europe and uh, back and forth between probably Florida and Europe. But yeah, where at in Florida? I like I do a lot of jumps in Deland with the Fly for Life guys for sure. Um, I've done maybe six or seven camps with them, and uh, yeah. So Florida's a lot closer to Europe than California. <laughs> Jesse, you said you've also been doing stuff with Fly for Life? Uh, I've I've been at to some of their camps, but yeah, I organize in California. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of organizing this year at different events. So I'm going to be at Summerfest. Um, I'm going to be at, at the Moab Boogie, as well as um, there's one that's going on at Skydive Awesome, which is in Madras, Oregon. Yeah, I know Awesome. Yeah, with, with Steve and Kara. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were on the show together. Actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I went to their solar eclipse boogie, yeah. which was 
badass. Oh my God. I've never seen anything cooler than a total solar eclipse. Like it's something you'd think is cool, but until you actually see it, it blows your mind. Did any of you see totality? I've seen totality. Not you that have? one, but, but I've seen one when I was younger. What did you think? It got really dark. I, I, I think at my age, I was, I was mm. a kid, so I really wasn't that impressed by it. I think if I were to see it today, it would be a different story. Yeah. We actually have totality coming near here soon. Yeah, like 2024 know or something. I think it's sooner than that is in Dallas. It? Gosh, I saw, yeah, I saw their, their promo for it. I know Spaceland Dallas is in the path of totality of one of the next ones coming Sweet. up in the next, uh, I think, two years. I'll be there. And so Spaceland yeah. Dallas is actually pumping a, uh, a totality boogie as, as well. And I get, did you do the totality skydive? No, I was tripping on the ground. <laughs> but so that's but that's right where I would want to be, man. It's, as cool yeah. as doing a totality skydive would be, I'd rather be on the ground just enjoying oh, it yeah. there, where I can take my time and not worry For about sure. a malfunction or something yeah. like that. Like my my friends went and uh, did it. Um, Bo and Riley, they did a Mr. Bill during the totality, <laughs> and Riley said she was so miserable because her hands were so cold that she didn't actually enjoy the eclipse. <laughs> but the video is badass. Riley's miserable because she's with Bo. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it just gets like super cold, huh? Yeah, it gets really cold. I mean, Up it big, was at yeah. it was it was in the morning. It was like ten in the morning anyway. Yeah. Uh, so like the sun comes up, it's not really warmed up, and then all of a sudden, yeah, gone. Yeah. But it's crazy too because like, yeah, it's dark. But if you look around the horizon in every direction, it's light. Yeah. Right. And I really wanted to skydive during it because I want to see that light go across the earth right oh, so right as yeah. it's coming right as the solar eclipse is ending you see that line travel across all of yeah. the earth which is sounds super cool i mean that from sound, the video it's neat. cool maybe just take a right seat ride in the plane so you can enjoy it and not worry about anything yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. i uh, actually had no desire to go to dallas for the totality for the for the solar eclipse boogie that they're gonna have and now i'm saying like, yeah change your mind you do right there just the description yeah. you gave i'm like motherfucker maybe i'm thinking about this all wrong yeah, what is it for what sure i don't know man i'll see if i can find yeah it. nick should have some access to it somehow I, no. we all do but i think you're on spaceland's page a little more directly um so what's up? Is a uh, Spaceland buying Elsinore? Is that a thing? I've Have heard, we I've talked heard about that. this publicly yet? I'm not sure. It was. Um, I know. I don't know if it's been rumors. talked about on the podcast. So, how but, how far will you talk about this on the podcast? Uh, so I'll uh, say this: I I know enough. We're both involved with Spaceland. Okay. There's been ongoing conversations between mm -hmm. Spaceland and Elsinore for that business relation to happen. Uh, for sure, right now, I don't think anything's happening. Yeah. At, at this point, this moment. That's um, too bad. I'll say this. I'll say Skydive Dallas was a drop zone that we've purchased. And Skydive Dallas, uh, there were several conversations that happened between the drop zone owners. You know, uh, imagine you created this business, this brand, and this model. And, and this is your baby. You know, the ability to let go of something you raised and brought up. Now, Carl it did not make Elsinore, uh, did not bring Elsinore up. I actually started jumping at Elsinore when he had bought it from Jim Wallace. Oh. So I go back to the Elsinore in the 90s. When was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, 98, I believe, if I remember right, is when uh, Carl and at that point Hamo yeah. had bought the place. Hamo. And then um, I understand why it's difficult for any DZO to let go of their drop zone. Oh, for sure. Right now, ask me to buy my car. I'm going to quote you a price that it's more that's more than what it's worth, and you're going to want to pay pay a price that's less than what it's worth. Mm -hmm. So there's no doubt these negotiations have got to sure. take time. Yeah, there's enough rumors out there that I feel very comfortable saying the rumors have got to be true. If they're out there that much, they've got to be true. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think there's a current 
I'm hoping Thank so much because if I could get on that unlimited pass at Elsinore and come out here for events all year long, Dope, that dude. would the be dream. amazing. Uh, My favorite drop zone in the world to this day is Elsinore. Like, so you say you're you're at Paris, leaving Elsinore, and I definitely get the volume of jumping at Paris was always a positive. Yeah, more but jumps. When I moved to Marietta, I was li- I was from San Diego. I moved to Marietta, and a couple of my buddies are like, "Hey, yo, bro, we're gonna take you to Paris first, Elsinore second, just to kind of let you check out the places." So they drive up from San Diego, pick my ass up, we go to Paris. I had a good time, no problems, but definitely, obviously, clicky. Like even though I'm here with homies who know everybody, everybody still kind of held me at an arm's length. Now, yeah. when, it goes, when was that? That was in 98. the 90s. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 98. Back then. Um, and then we go to Elsinore. And when we get to Elsinore, they, we, they pick me up. We get to the DZ. And homeboys are both like, yo, bro, we've been on the road an hour. We're going to go piss. You check in your gear. I'm like, fine. That's great. I'm in the trunk of my car, and this chick walks up to me, like, definitely not hitting on me. I'm, I'm not a fool, but she's like, hey, you're new here. I don't recognize you. Yeah. Hey, come jump with us. We have this event going on. I'm like, uh, I got like 120 jumps. So, I mean, like, I'd like to join you. I'm like, okay, cool. That's good to know. We'll put you on these jumps. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, cool. Uh-huh. By the time I got done checking in at the fucking office in Elsinore, I'd been invited on like six or seven skydives. Yeah. You know, now a lot of them are like, hey, yo, we got a 100-way camp going on. I'm like, I got 120. Okay, cool. We can point you to other people then. But yeah. anybody who saw me invited me on a jump and the vibe at Elsinore to this day has motivated my skydiving, the people at Elsinore. This is back, and you may have heard the name of the Psycho Circus days. This is before Malchiati and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fiala had teams out there. Yeah, yeah. So it, back in the 90s, it, it was a wonderful time, and absolutely one of my favorite places ever, Elsinore. And then Spaceland is my family, dude. The Boyds, wonderful relationship with them. For me to see those two companies come together... Oh my God, dude! Yeah, that would be cool. They oh. run some killer events at Elsinore Fly Fly. right now too. Fly Fly just happened. I mean, Tex and uh, Troy, who's with our group here, they were both coaches at the event. I tried to be a coach this year, but it was much smaller. Peter Nilsson, who's running the thing, is doing an awesome job. He's he's really trying to make it big next year. So I'm hoping it, it takes off again. It and is. then Andy's there doing 40 way invitationals or uh, invitationals. invitationals. Yeah, Andrew for sequentials and. All that. Do you know Stake? I don't know. I don't think so. Andrew Stake is an organizer out there now. Okay. Um, he's red, uh, wears red and yellow. You, you'll recognize him the day you see him. I yeah, think yeah, I know probably. him. Wears a bat rack as his helmet. From it's I like, think he's it's like S T A I C H. Right. You got it. Yeah, 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 I know him. Yeah. So uh, him and his boy Tim Caranda had a company called Speed Curve Productions, and they produced uh, Free Fly Millennium videos. So back in the '90s, early 2000s, he was a huge part of the scene. So I mean, just Elsinore, dude. I honestly would say if if Spaceland bought Elsinore, it would be one of the happiest moments of my life in my skydiving career. <laughs> right. Especially my relationship with Spaceland and how much Elsinore molded my skydiving career to be able to get involved with a drop zone that was to give back to Elsinore. Yeah. Oh, my God, right. dude. And then California's the Mecca. Oceanside, <laughs> yeah. Spaceland. They have a um, lot of good drops. The Ranch Pro right. Shop just bought Skydive Taft off Lalo oh. and Claudia, so they're now open five days a week instead of two, just yeah. the weekend. So, you ever been to Taft? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm with, with you with, with where you're at. The Pro Shop, the Ranch Pro Shop, Sonic, and that that group bought the Drop Zone Taft or bought the gear store there. Bought the Drop Zone. No shit, yeah, dude. Lalo, Lalo just had a kid yesterday. Congrats, Layla. Yeah, yeah, dude. That is fucking sick, man. Yeah, so he moved back to Elsinore. 
he's at Elsinore again, and uh, they just had the kid. He's doing some organizing and tandem stuff there, I think. And, uh, yeah, they they took over, and I know Bevo's kind of helping running the show there, and uh, my buddy Noah's been helping out. And I haven't been up there yet, but I'd like to go check it out, see what they've done with the place. There's such a huge history in Elsinore. There's an argument, and these two drops will probably argue to the day it's done. Orange and Elsinore are the two first commercial skydiving centers in the nation. And and there's been arguments. I don't remember the story behind it, but I remember being an Elsinore jumper. I don't care which one's the oldest at this point. That is history of our sport right there, yeah. dude. It would just be so dope to, to get involved with that. I think Nick would feel the same way to get involved with that West Coast scene a little bit. would be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that uh, there's a lot of good skydiving out there, and I think Spaceland brings uh, some unique things to the table as a drop zone, especially like a limited jump package. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that that deal's off the table forever. Maybe they're going to find that common ground again. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think... Time will tell. Yeah. Two of our current Spacelands were multiple-time deals that fell through more than once, and, dude... You let go of that baby. You let go of that child. You know, it's hard. I know people have asked Steve Boyd, where are you going to buy next? And one day, people were bugging him, dude, just absolutely bugging him in the packing room. And he was enjoying it. You could see him eating it up. And I looked at him, and I'm like, I will tell you guys where Steve is going to buy next. And he gave me the dirtiest look you could possibly give a human being. And I said, whoever signs the paperwork next. And that's the truth of it, man. for sure. When Carl can get to a point where he feels comfortable with an offer... When he getting comfortable with a point where he's like, okay, it's time for me to let this baby go. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was heartbreaking to hear about Hamo and how all that bullshit went down. Yeah. But then the finances <laughs> of Elsinore and, and how that went down, it's got to be a burden on Carl. And, and I, I wish to do the best. He, he was a great guy for me. He, th- he treated me so well back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I had good experience with him too. Yeah, yeah but I, I would love I would love to be back on that DZ one day. And for both Nick and I, we'd get to travel a little bit for Spaceland. And huh. hey, Nick, you gotta go out to Elsinore for two weeks. How do you feel about oh, that? Oh darn! Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when if if we were to buy Elsinore, I would probably be out there for two weeks at a time for about the next three or four months. And mm, oh, right. <laughs> any so Bertos, here I come, <laughs> man. <laughs> I am it. Yo, you guys were a little bit nervous. Really, we had to drag both of you into this room. How did it feel? How did it work out for you? It was awesome. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah, definitely. Man, I so appreciate your guys' time. Next time you're in town, will you come do this with us again? We'll have the studio at my house is a little bit better. A, we've got couches, recliners, it's a little bit more comfortable. We have a beer fridge sitting right there and and a lot more comfortable environment that you might need those glasses more for. (laughs) (laughs) So if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys, get you out for organizing and coaching? Uh, for me, just on Instagram, my name, Jesse Jaber, J-A-B-E-R, uh, same thing on Facebook, um, hit me up through Messenger or whatever, but probably Instagram's the best. Instagram, all the goddamn kids are on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, uh, mine is Cody X James, and, uh, yeah, Facebook, Cody Hillier, yeah. As always, guys and gals, check out the show notes, they'll tell you a little bit more about it, we ain't got no music, so goodbye.